With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is not as simple as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened up so many more doors. The show is called The The Deal. Deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. We're back. It's time for the 2024 Urban NerdCon. Join us in Atlanta, Georgia, April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel. Special guests include Underworld creator Kevin Grievous, Gary Gray from Fairly Odd Parents, from Nickelodeon, Giovanni Samuels, the Science Machine Michael Green, the Sci-Fi Sisters, and from Spaceballs and Star Trek Voyager, Tim Russ. Hi, I'm Tim Russ. Join me April 26th through the 28th at the Cortland Grand Hotel in Atlanta, Georgia for the Urban NerdCon. Our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone con. I'll see you there. Live long and prosper. Visit TheUrbanNerdCon.net to get your buy one, get one free badges before the price increases. Remember, our heroes, our villains, our stories, everyone's con. See you there. Oh boy! Well, welcome to the ONG Strike Zone. <laughs> it's Brian Fulford joined by a Dirty Bird named Kelvin Rozier. <laughs> bastard! <laughs> Woo! Boy, I just keep winning. These symbols have been good to me. I keep winning, man. We keep winning. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Hey, once you had the game. Yes, unfortunately. Yes, I was at the game. I was at the game. Yes, I, I was there. I was the only person, me and several hundred thousand fans from Indianapolis who showed up. Unfortunately, our team did not show up. The offensive line didn't show up. Defense didn't hey. show up. Hey, it ain't often I get to brag as a as a Falcon fan, so I had That's to get this true. one in on you. 
That's true. That's true. There's not too many. I mean, y'all look like a playoff team, pretty like that. I mean, it made us look like. Oh, yeah, man. Too. Don't curse us. Don't curse us. We'll, <laughs> hey. we'll go back to regular form this week. We Yeah, look, look I we didn't look like a playoff team, and you guys did look like a playoff team. I didn't know what that was uh, on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, my Indianapolis Colts laid an egg. You know, came to Atlanta, enjoyed a holiday weekend, and just just torpedoed it from from so many ways. I mean, looked good on the opening drive, get first seven points of the game, and then we didn't score. Didn't score after that. Just just made Atlanta look like they were playoff worthy. Like y'all were actually contenders in the NFC South. I, I don't know. I don't understand it. But anyway. <laughs> Uh, let me go back to let me go back to some 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 uh, some some football and some uh, some folks that are actually getting stuff done. Uh, that's welcome to the ONG Strike Zone right here on the Black College Sports Network. Brian Fulford, Kelvin Rozier. We were without uh, our third member of the team, Marcus Green. He's uh, uh, you know spending some time taking taking some time away with uh, I'm sure with the family and all. So yeah. uh, we say hello to the uh, Green family and and uh, wish them uh, happy holidays. Hope they had a Merry Christmas. Uh, yeah, absolutely. And I represent it for you, Marcus, you know, them dirty birds. So, yeah, at least I didn't have to deal with both of y'all. You know, that, that you know, man, I, that would have been rough. That would have been really bad. I don't, I don't mind have thrown another commercial and, and, and came back in some some new gear or something. I don't know, man. I, that's that's pretty bad. But uh, hello to everybody that's watching us today, whether you're watching us on uh, YouTube or if you're watching us on the JBN site or our ONG Strikes on YouTube page, those watching on Facebook, uh, Jericho Broadcast Networks, our Black College Sports Network Facebook page or our ONG Facebook page. And then, of course, something new that we're doing now, we're streaming live on Instagram. So, if you are following us on Instagram at ONG Strike Zone, you're also watching us there. I got to figure out how to get over to the chats. I know you can do the chats, and I know the chats are happening on Instagram. I just got to get to it and figure out how. So um, I'll figure out, and maybe I can interact with some folks there. So uh, how was your how was your Christmas? How was the uh, the, the weekend for you, Kelvin? Man, Christmas is wonderful, man. You know, as long as uh, your family's doing good, man, healthy, and your little ones, you know, we got we still got one little one at the house. You know, she she was happy with her gifts and everything. Uh, family came over, both sides, and nice. we 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 fellowship. We ate well and um, laughed, and all the things that you do during the holiday season. So it's been a wonderful holiday season, man. Had a few extra days off. Went back to work for the first time today and got to work tomorrow. Then I'm off again. So, but man, everything's going well. What about with you, Brian? You know, second second weekend or second uh, Christmas that I went up to Atlanta. And uh, this time, a little less family. Uh, you know, last year when we did the Atlanta thing, it was uh, all the family on uh, on my mom's side. Um, and so, and that, that was kind of surreal. You know, not only our first Christmas without her, first Christmas without, uh, my, uh, my uncle, um, you know, my, uh, so, it, you know, that was, it was good to kind of be around family for that last year. This right. one was just more so my sister and my dad, it was, it was chill. You know, we were cool. We, you know, just good being around them being up there. Um, you know, I, 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 I took the adventure of, of riding a bus up there. So that was adventurous. Uh, I won't do that again. <laughs> 
Hey, which one you you took? I I, I did the mega bus. I did mega bus, okay. and so okay. at, at least you how know, many stops? Uh, let's see. Daytona. Well, from Orlando, stop in Daytona, stop in Jacksonville, and then the halfway point, I guess, where they do the rest stop was in Tifton. Uh, you know, so ha- half of it, you know, you're sleeping. I'm in and out of sleep in between, but then you wake up with body, you know, whether it be my butt that was sore or my back or my knees, you know, you just wake up. Hey, 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 hey. what's your butt doing? So this cushion, the cushion up. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, you love it out there, bro. I mean, I did. I walked right in. Okay. All right. All right. Into that one. Cushions. (laughs) Cushions. (laughs) You stupid. Um, all right, so let's move. Let's move this one forward. All right, I, Jesus, help me. <laughs> Got a good show for you guys tonight. Um, you know, we we we're we're still in the haze of winning the national championship, man. Still, still feeling like champs. You know, feels good to just wear your nail, you wear orange and green, uh, wherever and anywhere that you can. And you, you see fellow Rattlers out in the streets, and it's like, hey, Rattler, how t- hey, champion, you know, it's just, champion. it's just kind of, it's that kind of love when you're out there. And, and, uh, you know, the, the business of college athletics and college football continues. A uh, very busy and active day for our football program is we, we really, you know, you don't get a lot of time to sort of sit and just enjoy what, what was done, you know, and it's like we, we start moving forward in, in a mat. Like I said, last week was National Signing Day um, and we got a chance to talk to Coach Simmons on that day. And so you start to see the recruits and you start to you start to see where FAMU's future, what it might start to look like. And you start to get excited and you really are like, yeah, yeah you know, I mean, man, this this thing is real. I mean, we really are. Uh, we really are a well running machine right now and uh we're a program we're and a program. to that point yep. and, and, and to that point real quick i think we're kind of pushing the the rest of the conference with us so you know the way we recruit the way we build our teams forcing everybody else to step up to and um there's a couple other universities who look like they're doing really well in terms of recruiting so that's good for hbcu athletic football in general. So I love to see it. Yeah. So in today's show, we'll, we'll go through the recruiting list. Uh, that's the one thing, you know, God bless Marcus, you know, man, he, he stays on top of the recruiting stuff. So even in some downtime with the family, he was able to uh, punch up some, uh, some great graphics and some information. So we'll go through the recruits, those who have signed, those who committed, and we'll start to look, obviously not nearly all of, what will be done because by my estimation what we have some 30 some odd players to to replace and so that's what we'll see you know especially there'll be more um the the what the the spring i don't what do you call it the the second signing period is in february the regular the original signing period this is the early signing period so right. the regular signing period is the the first Wednesday in um, February, correct? Right, right, right. Um, and so we'll we'll get into talking about that coming up later at the bottom of the hour. We'll talk to uh, 
uh, Vaughn Wilson of HBCU Game Day and get a chance to kind of hear Vaughn's perspective. Hot take. Hot take. Boy, he got a hot take this week, boy, or last week. Yeah, hey, you know. Vaughn's but he kind of touched he, he touched the nerve with me, so I, I had to get him on because, you know, I, I, I might want to get a little some of that too. All right. All right. Well, we'll, we'll get into all that. And uh, I believe we got some superlatives as we are. This is the last show of 2023, man. And what a year it has been for us. Uh, you know, there definitely have been some lows, uh, some sad moments, uh, some frustrating moments, and then plenty of uh, joyous moments to to think back on in 2023. And so we'll, we'll reflect on all of it. Uh, you know, I tweeted out there earlier some of the superlatives. You came up with a great list of stuff. Uh, really had me kind of scratching my head on some of these and really trying yeah. to. Some of them will be tough. Yeah. So hopefully you guys, if you're, if you follow us on X, uh, AKA Twitter, uh, go ahead and check the tweet out that I sent. Um, uh, the tweet that actually talks about the show going, uh, you know, what time to show. If you, if you check the, the, the additional tweet, you'll see some of the superlatives, uh, some of which are, you know, best FAMU moments, worst FAMU moments, HBCU team of the year, HBCU band of the year, HBCU coach of the year, uh, player of the year. How about HBCU of the year? Uh, top HBCU moments of the year and uh hbcu media slash podcaster of the year that, that's an interesting one uh, very yeah you know i guess we can't vote for ourselves but I, i'd love to hear from you guys you know we'll right we, yeah. you know you know look we we love that we love that you love watching our show but you know if if you if you choose to you know input some other folks in there hey it's all yeah. good it's all yeah. good. It's all good. It's all good. There's room at the table for everybody. There's room at the table for everybody. Yes, indeed. That's one of the things I used to always preach, man. There's enough There's enough on, on this plate for everybody, and, and there's still more. I mean, we, we haven't even scratched – we haven't even scratched half of what's out there and what's available. Uh, so I think that's a, a great thing. So let's go through a roll call real quick as we always like to go to uh, you, uh, you, our listeners, our, our viewers – those of you who have uh, jumped in and taken the time out to uh, to watch the show. Uh, let me see how this is going to work with uh, the banner that I have up. I may have to switch banners up here. So I'm going to go to the first in. Uh, Jimmy Matt. Jimmy Matt, first one to come in. And my McFadden and Whitehead voices ain't no stopping us now. We're on the move. Yes, indeed. Uh, well, well said, Jimmy Matt. Well said. Good to have you in there. Appreciate you coming in, Melissa Wilson. Happy in. holidays, the high. Happy, happy holidays, Melissa Wilson. Jumping in. Good to see you, uh, Bull. Bull. In. Good to see you, brother. Bull and, Bull and family. Bull, Bull and family. Shut down. Bull, Bull control the TV right about now. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Everybody, stay away from the TV right now. Uh, Tamra T. Evening, champ. And yes, happy well, Kwanzaa to you. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa. Happy Kwanzaa, Rattlers. Yes, indeed. Day uh, day two, I believe, of uh, of Kwanzaa uh, happening uh, today. Um, I, I'm going I'm to test you here. If you know, what what is day two of Kwanzaa? Do you recall? Man, don't, 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 don't make me lie, man. 
I don't know. Unity, <laughs> unity purpose. <laughs> I go down the list and I get it. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um yeah, okay. Um uh, day two of of quads. You look I I put that out there and I'm I'm sitting here searching, trying to figure it out myself. <laughs> I'm so horrible. Um <laughs> Uh, Mary 305, good to see you. Happy holidays. What's up, Mary? Happy holidays. To you. Hope you and yours had a good one. Uh, Chuck Hunt checking in from Monroe, Louisiana. Chuck, hope everybody's doing well in Louisiana. Good to see you in the house. Kimberly Evans, hello. Hey there. What's up, Kim? Thanks for checking in. Good to have you. Uh, let's see. Who else do I see in here? Meredith, happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Happy Happy holidays, Meredith. Yes, indeed. Um, Keith, thanks up, podcast. Get those likes up. We appreciate you. Make sure you hit that thumbs up button if you would for us in YouTube or hit the uh, wherever you're at on Facebook as well. We appreciate all the thumbs up and the likes. If you're in, obviously you're in, you're watching the show. There's no there's no excuse not to go and hit that thumbs up button. You know, might, you might as well comment too today. You know, yeah, come on in well. and tell, tell us what's going on. Exactly. It's a lot. It's a good day to come on in the chat room for the first time. You know, if, if you're one of those folks who like to just kind of sit back and watch everything. Uh, Paramore, Paramore and Broomfield. They're my <laughs> basketball buddies. They, okay. They ain't, gonna, they ain't gonna never say nothing, though. They know. No. All right. <laughs> they, they hey, go. they got plenty to say. Hey, they got plenty to say at the basketball games, though. <laughs> hey, yes, they do. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Montre Bennett. Good to see you coming What's in. What's up, Montre? Holidays to you. Yeah, let's see. Uh, uh, let's see. That's day number two of Kwanzaa. I'm gonna let you go ahead and pronounce that. That way, I don't okay. mess it up. All right, can we can we can we get a conversion? <laughs> <laughs> somebody do mean? somebody do the phonetic. I know it means self determination. <laughs> self determination is day two. Okay. Now, okay. Can I get a Can I get the phonetics? Can I get the phonetics on that? Hey, hey, thank you. Charge it to my heart. You know. Yeah, exactly. Charge it to the game. I'm sorry. It's it's I, a, it's rough. I, I have I have a daughter whose middle name is one of them days, but it ain't that one. <laughs> not, yeah, my, not, <laughs> my sister's name is uh is after one of the days. So yeah, you know. I, I got you. Uh, Road Dog, good to see you in here. Appreciate you coming in. Uh, right. Yep. Sam Dixie, checking in. Sam, good to see What's you. What's up, Sam? Happy holidays to you, Sam. Happy Janice Watley. Hello, Janice. Thanks for coming in. Good to see you. Hey, Janice. Karen Griffin from Cali- Hello, Karen. California. Good to see you. All right. George Johnson, Jr., checking in. All right. What's up, George? All right. Happy holidays. Yeah, good to see you. Marcus. Happy holidays to you, man. Marcus, good to see you. Thanks for coming in. Um, B Starks, good to see you, B. Thanks for checking in. I love in. B Starks. All right. George reminds us, yeah, we got Troy State. We're dealing with Troy State next year. That's right. Uh, actually, aren't yeah. they just Troy nowadays? Just Troy. Yeah, they that's just Troy. That's how, that's how you know you're old school. And, you still call it Troy State. And and, and they still and they got a Rattler great son at running back. Who? Who killing it. Who, who, who am I missing? Vidal, Vidal, Kwame Vidal. Son. Oh, Qua- really? Kwame's son is that? Wow, man. He, he, he about- ran, he, he's the second leader rusher in the uh, in, in the country this year at 1,500 plus yards. 
He's 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 uh he's graduating, right? No, he's only Damn. like a sophomore. Damn. So we got we got we got to deal with him next year, huh? We got to come see him. Nice. Nice. All right. All right. Well, it is what it is. Uh let's yeah. see what's on the agenda early on. Um well, I I can't we can't officially say um Black College Sports Network finally got the uh Finally got everything in and the reports are in. Um, I think uh, I know there may be a few other folks, but officially now the Black College Sports Network uh, named uh, Florida A&M their Division One uh, HBCU football national champions. Benedict College was the non-Division One football champions. Uh, of course, uh, AD Drew and I do, uh, you know, uh, usually announced those on the Sunday sports wrap show, which uh, was Saturday this past week, but it re-aired Sunday. So hopefully you guys got a chance to do that. And, you know, I always like to, I always like to give people the disclaimer about, about the rankings when we do them on um, uh, through the BCSN and, you know, the ranking, I'm going to read it because I, I think people always, you know, I don't want people to confuse it with a poll. You know, uh, the BCSN rankings are a computer-based algorithm that takes into account items such as record, strength of schedule, opponent strength of schedule, site of competition, and margin of victory. Total max points is 1,000. The computer power rankings are released after four weeks of play so that enough data may be collected. So you'll never see a preseason poll or, excuse me, a preseason ranking. Now, you may... You may get our own individual thoughts about a preseason poll because I know Drew and I do vote in different polls and such. But uh, from the BCS inside, it's it's a ranking. Um, the first rankings were done in 2018. Uh, that very first champion was North Carolina A&T. And then, of course, 2019, we recognized Florida A&M as the national champs based Based on their record, fam, you had the best win percentage that it year. Did too. Uh, and, and also were head to head. They actually were the first team to win nine games. I mean, that best season, record. Yeah, only right. three teams won nine games in 2019. Fam, you was the first to do it. Um, they beat North Carolina AT head to head. And, you know, I, I think after AT beat uh, Alcorn State in the Celebration Bowl, um, you know, it, it was a, uh, it was a, it was a thin margin, but it was enough. You know, and and we all know that had FAMU not self-imposed, again, very important to note, it was a self-imposed ban. The NCAA had not ruled that FAMU couldn't participate in postseason play. FAMU preemptively made that decision. So had that not been done. FAMU would have been in the Celebration Bowl representing the MEAC in 2019. Um, and that would have been interesting to see. That was Coach Simmons' second year. And I've always appreciated Coach Simmons for acknowledging that, you know. Um, yeah, we had a celebration. Uh, I, I, was, I was still around, and we actually had were, a celebration at uh, Bragg. There were rings. There were rings that were purchased and later and yeah. later paid for, as we learned. <laughs> there were rings that were purchased. So I would love to see what those well, they, like. they were earned. They were earned they on were the earned. field. They were. They were. They were. They were earned on the field. And anyone who knows the history of college 
athletics knows that uh, the history of national champions, especially in Division One, has largely been determined based on news organizations uh, going as far back as the Pittsburgh Courier and organizations such as, such as the Associated Press and the UPI. And sometimes you don't always get an undisputed national champion, uh, which made this past season so sweet because it was almost the, the dream deferred of 2019. You know, uh, you didn't get a chance to, to play in the Celebration Bowl, but this year you did, and the Rattlers and Coach Simmons uh, took took full advantage of it um, and and won. And, and so this year they were undisputed national champs. Uh, and, uh, you know, it wasn't, it wasn't the only year that uh, the BCSN that we had, you know, a, a team that, that we claimed or that won the national championship. Matter of fact, Jackson State won in 2021 uh that was the year south carolina state beat them south carolina state was a seven and five team and jackson state i think was 12 and one or Mm -hmm. 11 and two something to that effect that season yeah Uh, yeah they they did lose a 10-7 game to like louisiana louisiana monroe louisiana monroe or something like that yeah so i mean other than that you know um you know, and, and so then, so that 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 uh, it, it just always feels good. So in total, Florida A and M has sixteen national championships, tied with Tennessee State for the most among HBCUs. Uh, over on the uh, other side, Benedict College uh, won for the second consecutive year, and of course, the three previous years was Bowie State. Um, there was no champions uh, recognized the year of COVID. Uh, even though there was a spring season in the FCS, uh, we just decided to uh, to not do that. So, and I've always, again, I've always appreciated Coach Simmons and Florida A&M um, for acknowledging uh, that. And and like you said, it, it was earned. It was earned. Um, uh, here's the finette. Okay, appreciate you, Montre Bennett, Kuji Chagolia, Kuji Chagolia. That's day two. Self determination is uh our Kuji Chagolia. Kuji Chagolia. Can't 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 do anything. They can't can't. can't, can't. <laughs> Just, gee, I'm you, I'm helping you out, man. I'm helping you. You're you helping me out. I appreciate it. I, I appreciate you. Um, I like this. Um, great question here by Tamara T. Should the national champions be invited to the White House now? I honestly believe had Howard won and you would have had outlets that would have recognized Howard as the HBCU national champion. I firmly believe Howard would have gotten an invite to the white house, especially with our vice president being an HBCU alum. Now you do understand that, that, that invite is not a paid invite typically. (laughs) Oh God. So, so let me let me guess. We got to come up with the money. We got to come up with the money for that travel. Oh well, that's not. Yeah, yeah. You got to think about that. How about we just do a Zoom? How about we just do a Zoom call, a video message? But but I I do agree should be recognized like the other champions. Absolutely. I I think given the White House initiatives towards HBCUs, I think that on the same day that they invite. Uh, the 
you know, whomever it is that comes out of the final four, uh, which I personally won't be surprised if it's Alabama, but whoever that is, along with, <clears throat> look, let's keep it real. Whoever comes out of the FCS, maybe even the HBCU, hell, I, I think they just make a whole day. Just invite all the champions in college football. Everybody's schedule. Everybody's schedule ain't going to typically be the same, though. So I, like, that's I, why each each team picks their, you know, what date they're available and coordinates with uh, the liaison at the White House, typically. So you're asking for a lot now, Tamron. You're asking for a lot. Tamron said, go ahead and just send Air Force <laughs> One to Tallahassee. <laughs> look, look, I, I love the thinking. I love the thinking. Yeah, I ain't mad at you. I ain't mad at you, no. I ain't mad at all. I ain't mad at all. Um, so yeah, that's, uh, and, and I think, uh, in terms of being declared national champions, I've seen Box row uh, who always has a national championship, Dr. Cavill's inside the HBCU sports lab, um, like Stan Beckton, Stan Beckton, NCAA.com. So it is, it is pretty much an undisputed title and, uh, uh, just, you know, congratulations again to, uh, to Coach Simmons and the entire did, staff. Hey, hey, didn't didn't uh, that person who uh, I, I won't say name, who typically have shade, didn't she even have us number one at the end? You're saying I, you're asking you're asking if 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 the <laughs> the if the ranking uh, by her was what was for us. I mean, she she might have. She might have. I I, I don't know. Did anyone see anyone see a final ranking from her? Did she put did she put one out? I don't know if she did or not. Yeah, typically, you know, I you know I don't pay attention, but I don't either. Since since we were saying unanimous, I, I just throw it all out there. Well, that that would seal it. Now, if if you know if if she if if she claimed us national champs, well, I that that's it right there. Then I mean, it's it's done. It's official and unanimous then. Okay, let's uh, let's take a short break, come back. Vaughn Wilson is waiting. We can get into talking about uh, some of the some of the hot button topics. Vaughn, Vaughn is out there going viral. Light and fire is out, trying to get people thinking at the end of the year. And then we can kind of get his uh, get his uh, recap of uh, of everything uh, from the celebration bowl and more. So uh, coming up right after this short little break. We're going to talk to Vaughn Wilson, HBCUGameDay.com. You're watching the ONG Strike Zone right here on the Black College Sports Network. We'll be back in just a couple of minutes. Hang tight. If you think all pads are exactly the same, think again. This is always Ultra Thins reinvented with the always triple protection system. This pad wicks gushes 90% faster, absorbs even more so you can feel dry, and locks odors in. Rethink your pad for up to 100% leak-free and odor-free comfort with the totally reinvented Always Ultra Thins. This is always like never before. The Cuvée Group is a Florida-based marketing and training consulting firm. We help businesses communicate to their target audience and engage them in conversation. We also help to expand their audiences, which will ultimately result in growth for those organizations. In addition to being a certified constant contact specialist, 
My colleagues and I are also certified in John Maxwell Leadership Principles. We use these proven principles to conduct workshops, training, and private coaching sessions for individuals and companies looking to take things to the next level. Contact us to schedule a free consultation. Issues today, don't delay. Call Cuvay. As technology continues to bring changes to the world of education, it's time we also reimagine teacher professional development. Gone are the days of one-size-fits-all learning that can only be accessed at a specific time and place. The Stride PD Center is an on-demand library of mobile-friendly courses that allow educators to learn anytime and anywhere. Our dynamic courses provide bite-sized learning and help educators advance their knowledge while also gaining professional development hours. The best professional development plans are those that include a level of flexibility and choice for educators. Whether you're a teacher, school, or district, visit us today to take charge of your learning. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. I'm Alex Rodriguez. And I'm Jason Kelly. From Bloomberg, this is The Deal. Each week, you're here in conversation with business icons. This show will explore deal-making across sports, media, and entertainment. That is a harsh lesson in business. Sports is and not uh, as simple you know, I, as bringing a bunch of big names together. I didn't want to do another stomp you out speech. It opened so, up so many more doors. The show is called The, the deal. deal. Listen to The Deal. Listen to The Deal on Spotify. Welcome back to the ONG Strike Zone. Joining us right now, uh, <laughs> Vaughn Wilson. Vaughn, uh, he's got a belt over his shoulder. Yes, sir. Bring uh, out the belt. Bring out the belt. Uh, Vaughn, how you doing tonight? I'm doing fantastic, man. Always a pleasure to be on with you guys. As you all know, you see me in the comments. I follow you, watch you, really support you, and just want to say that you do an awesome job. And when you when you... I mean, think about it. If you've asked me to be on, I'm all, I make myself available. Yes, you yes. do. And we thank we, you for that. We don't we, take that for granted. <laughs> exactly. How how were your holidays in, in the Christmas, Vaughn? I spent the holidays in Miami. So if you know anything about Miami, the food is, I, I told my wife, all we did was eat Jamaican food, Cuban food. Wow. Uh, uh, auntie food. I, I I I jumped on that scale when I got back, and I'm like, dang. You know, you got your beginning of the year goals. I got my clothes out the year goal to lose what I gained last week. <laughs> yeah, you you you'll be uh you'll be doing some fasting over the next four three four days. You know, before New Year's hits. You know. Yes, sir. I'm, I'm yes, sure. sir. I'm sure. All right. So, um, I don't think we've had a chance to. I I, I didn't run into you at all. During a celebration bowl uh, post game, uh, I don't know, Kelvin, you you might have, but uh, I I know you you were busy working, covering, going from sideline to sideline, 
post game, everything else. What what are just your thoughts? I'm I'm just gonna come keep it simple. What are, what are your thoughts? How are you feeling still after what we saw uh, about what ten days ago now? I still have a just an amazing feeling about the celebration bowl. You know what it is, what it represents. Um, it, it's it's our championship, and it, it rightfully is our championship. And I've been very vocal. After I went last year, it really last year really sold the celebration. Bowl for me. Two things happened. FAMU was not invited to the FCS playoffs, though they had a better record than several teams that were in the playoffs. And then we had an absolutely awesome game, an overtime game last year that had all of the elements of great football. But that's when I realized that it's not just Jackson State and North Carolina Central there. There were so many, there were a ton of Rattlers there. There were a ton of uh, Southern. A&T, I realized it, that's like the HBCU football reunion, you know? So that's when I said, you know what? This is us. This is our stage. And, I, and from then, I, I always supported the Celebration Bowl. But after experiencing last year, I just said, you know, that's it. That's what our kids need. You know, they treat them first class. John Grant yeah. and his team, they treat those players first class. They had the NFL experience where they got to – um, have forums about jobs in the NFL besides being a player. That's important. Those are the kind of things that are important to these young men. And uh, they all felt special and they all enjoyed themselves at the Celebration Bowl. I, I cannot echo those sentiments any louder because that's exactly how I felt. And Kelvin will tell you, I came back saying, Y'all need to come to this. This is our Super Bowl. <laughs> I mean, I, I I totally was buying in. I was totally buying in after that. Right. Uh, yeah, yeah. Well, let, let, let me just add, because I'm going to tell a little story and come at it a little different. I was not a fan when it first originated. Just like I wasn't. I was a fan of the Heritage Bowl as long as it was our second option. Now, what has changed, there are several things that have changed in, on that, right? When the, when the Bulls games first started, taking care of all the expenses wasn't a part of the process and, and the bands and so forth, right? So that right. It, it, was coming, it was coming as a cost to universities. Also, you didn't have that guarantee to the conferences of a million dollars. That was different. So when you look at that and then you look what's happening across FBS football, where their bowl system, which is going more like a uh, playoff system, and then you add the component of how FCS has ran their postseason with having to bid on it, it being more of a call center. You go into rural areas where there ain't many people like us. <laughs> we always on the road, we, you know, and um. When you compare it against the million three, million five that watch watches on TV on ABC, you you in Atlanta, which is the mecca of uh, black excellence and HBCU excellence, like you say, NFL stadium, everything about it. So so it, so for now, for me, comparing that and, and what and what where we were in in the, in the playoffs is a no brainer. As a matter of fact, I go as far as the FCS better look at what we're doing and try to emulate what the hell we're doing. <laughs> and 
and find a way to try to include what we doing and what they doing so they can get some people to watch what the hell they doing because ain't nobody watching that right now nobody <laughs> no nobody watching kevin you you're you're exactly right man it's just like i said outside of the game it just felt like we should be there and i encourage people from any every school show up you know i i, I saw so many hbcu um, paraphernalia that's another thing i liked about it you know everybody rep their school there that was just special it's just special um, the, let's not, let's, I don't even know, you know, there's just so many thoughts and emotion, but when, when that game, when it, when it, when the clock rolled to zero, your, your first thoughts were, were what Vaughn? I mean, it, it, I mean, if you could, I don't know if you, if you, if you could process that where you were, I mean, I, I had to actually stop and just kind of sit up there in the box where I was and just watch for about a good five minutes, not well, even I, say anything. But what, what were your thoughts? Uh, my first thoughts were, wow, Willie Simmons and the staff taught these boys to stand up to the challenge every day. It's kind of tough to, te- to get a team to always be ready for the challenge when you're coming in favorites, you feel you're more talented. You know, that's tough. When people talk about games that they didn't look good, that's tough for – probably 15 weeks was the season this year or more. You talk about 18 to 23 year old young men. You're going to keep their attention and get them to stay focused and do their job every time. That's that's, that's a task. And to me, that was the answer. Wow. They, they finished the task. They didn't, they didn't have that big failure. Cause I, I I was very vocal in that if FAMU didn't win the celebration bowl after all they'd done, after all they'd been through, after all the university administration, the alumni through the alumni association, the boosters, two twenty club, everybody had poured pretty much everything they could pour into them, everything that they had asked for. And it was it was the time for the return on investment. And it was great beating Bethune Cookman. It was great beating Prairie View, hosting them in the SWAC championship. But that would have been a very sour taste if they had not completed the job. And when you talk about a two-week layoff uh, on an extra game on the year, you have no idea how difficult it is for the coaches to keep those guys focused. But I don't think it was as hard as we thought. Those guys, they weren't joking around out there in warm-up at all. There were no, there were no joking. It was not a lot of dancing. They were focused on winning that game. Mm-hmm. Um, you are you listening to? A, I don't know. I'm hearing a slight little echo there, Vaughn. I don't know if that's coming. Are you listening through your anything on your system? I might be coming in from your end, possibly. I don't know. Are you? Um, I, I'm I'm only hearing it when you talk, though. Well, through, <laughs> through, through, well, through your. Stuff. I, I just hear, I, I, I do hear. it. I hear it from you too. What do you mean? I mean, the only person I don't hear it is when Vaughn talks. That's why I was it, wondering if maybe is it, Vaughn. Is, I'm blaming. I'm blaming it on the coach. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, anyway, I saw. I saw that. I saw that at the beginning. And I'm not gonna get involved in that at all. <laughs> I, I appreciate it. I, I've had to deal with enough. I've had to deal with enough. Um, okay. So yeah, we'll we'll, we'll just do. I will figure. I'm, I can't go into figuring out where that echo is coming from right now, folks. So you you'll be okay. You, you will figure it out. Um, 
Kelvin, go ahead. I know. So what? I'm, I'm gonna throw it to you, Kelvin, because I know you know Vaughn's viral comments uh, kind of got you, kind of got you riled up. So what? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Vaughn, 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 hey, Vaughn touched the spot. You know, we've been in meetings before, and we've probably had share of this uh, conversation, Daddy. That's why he said, hey, "Y'all don't give me the mic now." <laughs> he was well prepared to say what he said because we, we've said it before both privately and publicly but um Vaughn I just kind of want to want you to talk about you know your comment that you made in terms of uh uh HBCUs and administration and how they treat athletics and if they're not going to invest so that you can, uh the student athletes the coaches everybody livelihood can get the best experience then maybe they shouldn't have uh, athletics at all. Uh, just tell me where I, I kind of know, but kind of tell me where it came from and, and expound on that a little bit. Okay, well, let, let, let me start from, from a different perspective. Right now, you know, there is some conversation. What's the split on the celebration bowl amount? What's the sp split on the money? But guess what? Whatever the amount is, FAMU was on national television where they were saying that it was the number one public HBCU. FAMU was on television and they were saying it's the top 100 college of all colleges in the United States. Bingo. But don't forget to factor that into the cash mm -hmm. because that's where the recruits, that's where the students, that's where the alumni pride, when alumni are proud, they give. Mm -hmm. You know, you have to factor in all of those things that happened during that celebration bowl. So my comments... My comments came, and Kelvin knows we, he and I have had this <laughs> this this conversation several times. But I just keep seeing the same thing over and over. There are certain schools, and I didn't name any. I've been let me tell you, I have never had so many responses, personal responses. People who got my phone number text me, Facebook messages, Instagram, and they have contacted every, everywhere. Who am I talking about? I'm talking about all of them that fit the bill. All of them that fit the bill. Yeah. You know who your school is. You know who your school is. Exactly. You know. If your school is constantly building a team, going out, embarrassing the brand, mm -hmm. blame it on the coach, mm -hmm. get a new coach in, mm -hmm. that coach says, hey, I need this and that to be successful. Oh, you're, you're becoming a problem. Mm. And then you get rid of the coach and blame him for the continuous losing. No, it's not the coach's fault. Mm -hmm. It's not the coach's fault. Mm -hmm. the, uh, coach, coaches are not that great or that bad. Coaches win when there is a system put in place for them. And you cannot put athletics out on an island and just expect you're going to go. You, can't, you couldn't bring Nick Saban in some of those schools and win. Preach. Matter of fact, he'd do worse than that 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 then probably the coach is there because he's not used to the HBCU way and all those other hoops that you have to jump through. You couldn't bring Nick Saban or 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 or, or Kirby Smart in there and win at some of these places. And so what I'm saying is those schools don't realize they're not just neglecting athletics, they are hurting their brand because they're seen as losers. When the football team and your athletic teams are constantly losing, your school is seen as a loser. I'm not talking about the, about the sports fans. I'm talking about the regular students. 
you know, the University of Alabama is right now, they have their highest interest uh, GPA. They have the highest um, research funding for their teachers ever. And guess what else? Within the last couple of years, for the first time in the University of Alabama's history, there are more out-of-state students than in-state students in the University of Alabama. Wow. University of Alabama is, is, is not an Ivy League school, but guess what? Their profile has been raised by Nick Saban and the winning of that team so much that the regular students who are smart, they want to be a part of the fun. They want to have fun too. And they see Alabama on TV winning. They see Georgia on TV winning. They see FAMU on TV winning. Those things can elevate a program. But if you got a great academic institution and you put a failing football team out there every single year, some kids will never apply to your school because they see you as a sorry school. Yeah. Yeah. And to that point, let me just say, I'm going to use my alma mater as a as an example of some of that. So between let's say 2012 and 2017, we decided to cut the budgets. We had coaches cutting their staff. We weren't fully funding scholarships in sports. And those were the weakest years. Uh, in terms of athletic success, not just football, in all sports. Also, enrollment went down. Our facilities were not Division One caliber at all. And now you look at the last six years where we've made major investment in our facilities athletic facilities specifically, but we also got a new inventory of dorms, new student service center, uh, food courts. We got new um, student academic success center. We made all these investments in our campus infrastructure. We actually hired coaches and started to give them some of the things that they needed, starting first with funding the scholarships fully in all sports. (laughs) And then all of a sudden, what happens? We start winning to the point we consistently started doing it over year the year to this year, 2023. We're going to talk about superlatives. Well, we won four sweat championships in this calendar year. Mm -hmm. Right. Cross country, football, yeah, cross country football competed in volleyball in the fall, and then in the in the spring, we won tennis and baseball. So, putting resources into athletics first of all gives those student athletes, and that's what Vaughn hit hit it right on the head. I don't really get into all the VIP stuff, you know, where folks want to look big time and eat free and all that kind of stuff. Don't, I don't care so much about the VIP experience, but I do care about the student athletes experience. Mm. And so now you look at the caliber of recruits who decided to come to HBCUs. And I've heard several, and I know of several 
that said had fam you had what they had then and i'm talking six years ago what they got now they would have came then they would have considered then but we're at a point now where we've done enough stuff to show that we we're trying to be competitive and be champions at things that we've got folks coming from power five programs with much more resources we've got kids that are committed that actually have nil deals that they're leaving on the table right we got kids that have we have kids that had options to stay where they were or go to another power five and they're choosing to come here that's what happens when administrations get out the way and let athletics do what they do hire good people and support those folks with the resources and Vaughn already told you about the enrollment and the GPAs and all the other things being on national TV and, and, and the brand just 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 increasing. There's one other thing, and a caveat against that, and I gotta go there, is a is a fellow HBCU in which a recommendation was made by the athletic department and university and a regent decide that they're not going to move forward with that process yet. Now, hopefully, there's a meeting tomorrow and they'll correct that wrong. But the damage and the image has already been done. And it's recruiting season and a lot of other schools jumped on and got ahead of them with that delay. So it's really important to understand for HBCU administrators, the commitment it requires to be champions is not a free investment. It is not about what they want or what they like. It's all about the students, those coaches, that support staff, all those professionals. You got to remember, these are professionals who are working in these departments. And they're trying to make the best living they can and get to that next level. Or where they at, they, they want to be champions where they at. They want to push our HBCUs to, the, to be the best that they can be. And they can only do that. If they support it, I totally agree with Vaughn. I'm going to say even I have at times been guilty of blaming coaches and and and, uh, and, and staff. Uh, but as somebody who's been through the, the ringer, <laughs> <laughs> I would tell you, it's a miracle what a lot of the administration, athletic administration and sports staff do at uh, HBCUs. It's a miracle. Let me bring this back to for for both of you for FAMU and as we reflect on 2023 and going into 2024 do you feel and I'm still not I'm I'm on you know me guys I'm I'm a glass half full optimist except when it comes to sometimes some of the things I hear and see from our highest uh administrators and our board of trustees do you feel that they understand and are committed to investing in athletics the way it should be done? Or are we still waiting on things? Like, are we waiting on monies from outside, other people to help us? Uh, what, what's your what's your thought on what you've seen and, 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 and what you think, you know, well, the, the well, well, yield? Well, I'm glad you said that because let's just let's just make sure we put this on the table of misconception. 
the president can't go get $20 million from IBM that's designated for Florida A&M University and then cut FAMU $10 million out of that. He can't do that. What's for athletics has to be for athletics. It can't funnel through. They're not allowed to use general funds. As of recently, the state of Florida made this rule. If there's excess funds at the university, you could. It's still a gray area. Not many people are are, are, are falling for that one because you don't want to be dragged across the board of governors saying what you're doing. But what I have seen at FAMU is a lot more cohesion. What in, in reference to what Kelvin was talking about, there are a lot of things that are working together now. The FAMU National Alumni Association, starting specifically with Greg Clark and continuing with Curtis Johnson, they are focused on athletics like they haven't before. They realize that they are needed in in the in the in the race to raise funds. The Rattler Boosters and the 220 quarterback club have been filling the gap, you know, in places where the university just does not have the ability, the university athletic department, I mean, just does not have the ability in a short time to turn around and be able to do some of the things that that Eddie Jackson does by friend raising. Eddie Jackson can friend raise some money. This man that. raised $50,000 for women's sports in less than eight weeks. And that's from that's from friend raising. People were calling from out of town, sending checks in old fashioned snail mail because they wanted to support that. So we're starting to see that FAMU's uh, alumni are understanding that they have to invest. And we've liked what we've seen out of our investment out of yeah. football and tennis and baseball and cross country. We, we, we're seeing the return on investment. That's why I say the Celebration Bowl was important to really get that big public return on investment in the Celebration Bowl. Um, I think FAMU is in a better cohesive position than they may have ever been in. You know, we had a booster organization at one time that was not working in conjunction with everyone else. There was the boosters over here. There was the alumni association over here. There was the university who was actually doing some things that they should not have been doing to try to help athletics. But I think all those things have been reeled in and everything is aligned right now in a very good place for family. I just want to say this before. Uh, uh, um, I talk about the schools that should drop athletics, but a prime example a very prime example is what you're seeing at Edward Waters. President Faison is investing in athletics. Mm -hmm. He invested to move from NAIA to Division II. They were the doormats. He invested in a good coach. He supported them bringing in a veteran coach in, in, in Toriano Morgan to be the head coach. He invested in a good offensive coordinator in Brian Jenkins. We've seen what he can do. But the field, they now have a Nice turf field over there. Stadium is nice. Game day experience is off the charts. Yeah. So they show what you can do when everybody is on the same page. <laughs> to the point that when I went to the Edward Waters and Albany State game and they won on the last second uh, touchdown, the president was out there hugging the coach crying. Yep. He's invested. that He believes and understands what football is doing. They have the fastest growing enrollment HBCU in the state. Edward Waters does. Mm -hmm. 
They haven't changed any academic programs, but their football programs and their athletic teams have soared. So that's the model that I'm talking about that I was referring to in that statement. Edward Waters is doing a marvelous job of doing just that, elevating the school through athletics. Yeah, that, that's, a, that's a great example. Uh, I was there for that game, and I saw that moment. And, I, you know, I, now, trust me, we, I'm, we, we love, and I say we, the Black College Sports Network, we are forever indebted to Edward Waters because they, uh, they gave us our opportunity to, uh, within the state. And, and really, we, we've watched firsthand the growth going from NAIA to, uh, to, to, to Division II and everything that's been built. We've, we've seen it. Um, and been very thankful for being able to broadcast, whether it be uh, football, basketball, whatever whatever type of games. Um, we, we've watched the growth. And that's the one thing that I've always said. And I, I feel like our president is starting to come along. I, I know there were challenges in other areas, you know. And, um, and I feel like the growth is there, but I've, but I've always said Dr. Faison was the example. He, he's the example of what you want. Um, someone who's energetic and understands how athletics is that front porch to the rest of your university. And I, I guess the part that always has amazed me about FAMU and I, I Kelvin and, and Vaughn, you guys having worked in it and behind the scenes and you know where the bodies are buried and you, you unfortunately might've had to, shovel dirt i mean i i'm just saying i i'm I, i've always been amazed at how the whole never understood famu's value like I, we see famu's value and sometimes i know when i get emotional and upset and i sometimes think about how much more we could be doing man sometimes i i have to just stop and look away and not get misty-eyed because i'm like how, how come no one else sees this? How come more people? I, and I maybe, and I just don't know. It can't all be red tape. It can't be that much red tape that prevents FAMU from capitalizing on things like what we talk about, Kelvin, the P3. Brian, Brian, can you do me a favor? I know this ain't even my show. I'm a guest, but can you put Derek Singleton's comment up, please? I want everybody to see what he said. This one right here, investment. That one. Yeah. That's the key right there. That is the absolute key right there. FAMU actually learned that effectively with Milton Overton. He was the one who got us to really understand the investing in champions was an investment above and beyond just the ticket and parking. The model is to do exactly what Derek says, to get stakeholders to invest beyond just the transitional buying of tickets and buying of parking investing is pouring in and not always getting something in your hand back it's the feeling of knowing that you're helping to build something so this statement here <laughs> by Derek thank you very much because I'm yeah, glad people you. are starting to understand that okay I, I'm not producing it tomorrow on the oh, show no, no, but no, I just had right. to get that one. <laughs> no, I'm, well, I'm glad I'm glad you saw that because I let, let, let me just let, add now I'll jump let, over it. Go ahead. Let me add one more point. One more point. The, the one thing about that, and, and it's, it's well, it was underscored, we knew we had 30,000 Rattlers coming in town, right? We talked about that. And remember back at back at Meteor Row, 
uh, when we, we were thankful enough to have VP Sykes talk to us. And, and we told her, and I told everybody that was listening, man, imagine what 30,000 Rattlers did with just a small $18.87 donation to the Rattler Athletic Fund. And then I saw after the fact, you saw the other stuff. But it it's just having the foresight to, 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 to be two steps ahead and recognize that th- that investment, we're going to be in town. We want to celebrate. Kevin would say we have to invest like champions. That small little amount in that one moment could yield nearly half a million dollars in just from just the 30,000 people coming in donating a small $20. That, that's what I think sometimes is missed is we don't move fast enough. You know, and I Hold mean, eventually, so, go ahead. So, so, go so ahead. Go ahead. Go I got I got to jump in here because I went. <laughs> Dr. Now, you put Dr. Cavill comment up. Okay. I think the two go together. I don't think it's either or. I agree with Vaughn, what Vaughn was emphasizing in the theory of what what Derek was saying. But what you just said, and, and what when I look at that, I got to understand, I'm looking at it from a little different perspective than the outside. Okay. You can only get people to buy in if there's vision and leadership that that is administration driven, right? If they're blocking your ability to do those things or when you invest money, how many times did they tell us they were going to do something to that stadium? I can go all the way back to uh, uh, 2002 when Billy Joe was here. And I, I remember Corbin saying, you can hold me to it if, <laughs> if, if, if something going to happen, right? Let me tell you something. All that sound good. You know, you, you, you tell me that we should sell out the stadium and we should have 10,000 season ticket holders, which, by the way, I think the highest we ever had somewhere close to 6,000, 5,900 maybe once. Um, you can't tell people what they should do. What you can control is putting out a product, putting out a, a, a atmosphere that people all will give at that level. They will support at that level. And I, I, I would tell you that if you don't have board of trustees and administration buy-in, then you can't accomplish those things and get that kind of buy-in from the external stakeholders. Let me give you an example. The, the pricing of packages, whether it be tickets, whether it be um, the affinity groups, well, you know, uh, investing champions, that's kind of set. That that's re- That is set by administration. Not the athletic department, typically, either. That's set by administration. Student fees and, and athletic fees, part of the, the athletic fees, that's, that's, that's executive leadership. In terms of admissions for your student athletes and, and being able to get student athletes in, uh, like other universities within the state system, number one, but even your peers within the conference. That is executive leadership administration. So, so while you and Derek, y'all, 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 y'all looking at the rosy side, 
But if you don't have presidential and executive leadership on the same page, which which uh, Vaughn really pointed to, that is working in conjunction with athletics, then we just talking. If you look at athletic budgets at HBCUs now at the FCS level, almost all of us are in the bottom 25. Still, right now, out of 130 FCS schools, we're in the bottom 25. So we still got a lot of work to do. We're making progress. We're making investment. We're educating our I, I can speak for FAMU. We're educating shows like this, our media. We're educating our fan base. We're educating our, our administration. Vaughn knows uh, that process started a long time ago, and some yeah. of us took taking a hit, but but <laughs> but but it's starting to come to fruition. People are starting to come together, and that's the key. What, no matter what side you on, if we all doing what's best for FAMU, FAMU student athletes coaches administration if we stay on focused on that and make sure that we're putting the programs in place we're making the policies and rules that that are necessary like with compliance that's another thing that's university driven so all that, that matters that's I, i'm telling you more than what you and derek just pointed to i'm telling administrative buy-in and board buy-in is, is important because some of this stuff you got to fight for some of this stuff ain't easy Right, you know right. they don't. They, they they don't want us to raise no money. They don't want us to raise student fees, but then they don't want to use. They don't want us to use auxiliary dollars like everybody, all the other state universities to use to to take care of things. You got to fight sometimes. I mean, UCF UCF fell on the sword about a, about a whole building, a multi-million building. I remember that. I remember that. And, yeah. and, 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 and they say they weren't going to do anything with their enrollment. They said, cap your enrollment right now. 2010, we were like fifth or sixth in enrollment. Now we're behind everybody except New College and um and um, Florida Polytech in terms of enrollment. So I'm just saying, man. So who has to stand up and fight? Who has who has to be the one? All, all of us. All, all of us. us. Okay. All of us. And that means you got to put pressure on the leadership sometimes. Okay. <laughs> It's, it's up to us to push leadership where we want to go. That's what happens at the Power Five level. The Golden Chiefs, the Bull Gators, they tell them, they tell the administration what they want. They tell them with their money and they tell them with their influence. Right. Okay. Right. You 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 said something then, Kevin. <laughs> Look, I, I continue to try to weave and figure out who it is. Who who is that group? You know, I, I again, we, we've talked about in the past about reaching out and, and sending letters to um, the board of trustees. And, and but finding out, finding, and, that, and that's where I want us, you know, and I said that's where I've always felt like we've been most effective is being able to tell people, and as we've educated people, but being able to tell people, okay, this is what needs to happen. You know, this is where, like, many times we've said, if you're unhappy about something, don't just complain to the athletic director. No. Make your make your voice heard to the president. Make your voice heard to the board of trustees as well. Because sometimes it's not always just on the AD. You know, and I know a lot of people want to jump down and say, oh, most of the time, 
I'm I'm gonna go a step further. HBCUs. Most of the time, it ain't on the HB. It ain't on the ads. Mm-hmm. It's driven. It's driven above them. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what would you if we think about going into the new year, Vaughn? What are some things that you would like to? What is on your your uh, the new year wish list for FAMU in 2024? Whether it be sport or athletics, it just in general. What what's your uh, I guess we can say your Christmas wish list for FAMU in 2024? Secure Willie Simmons. Amen to that. It's plain plain and simple. Don't expect that damn man to come back to the same contract. Secure Willie Simmons. Act like you appreciate him now. Because let me tell you what. Kelvin and I, I think Kelvin might have been working with me and athletics when we went 1-10. and And we had to do all of the same stuff we have to do for a 13-1 team. You got to do all of that for a a 1-10 team. And it's a totally different process. Mm-hmm. We've we've got our guy. Okay. Make sure he's happy. Make sure he stays. I, I don't think it takes what it would take another school to lure him away for us to keep him. But we got to make the commitment. We got to stop looking at old things and say secure Willie Simmons. That means right? field house. Huh? That means things get him, like a field house. Get him, get him a double decker field house with an actual meeting room, but that's not the locker room where he can sit in front of all his players and 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 actively teach and have meetings and that sort of thing. I like they somebody put hashtag, yeah, <laughs> hashtag secure Willie Simmons. That's simple. That's that's it. I don't care what else. Everything else falls behind that. Mm. Wow, P three. Be brief. <laughs> Listen, everybody else can fill in the blanks what follows behind that. Right. Secure Willie Simmons. That's my hope for the year. There it is. I, I, I need you guys to start making that trend. Start making that trending right now on where you are <laughs> on, on Facebook or on Twitter. You go ahead and, and retweet our show. Take our show link. And there it is right there. There's a hashtag that we want to see trending tonight. Okay, because we need, and I hope those conversations have already started. Because I, I think what his contract is through twenty twenty five, correct? Listen, but them schools but that's going to pursue him don't oh, care. I, when, oh, the I schools know. that are pursuing him don't care when his contract ends. If know. they got to pay fam you that amount, they will. They don't. It's, hey, it's not about. And, that. and on the serious <laughs> tip, we 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 better start uh making sure we we re up that contract with with that kind of language too. Right, so that whatever his exit is, that, you know, we got enough to, 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 to hire a staff and um invest, keep investing in athletics. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, Dr. Cavill. I see, I see him. Yeah, that question is heavy on my, that, that question, that is heavy on my mind. See, well, let, let me tell you when it started in my mind. After the game, after they poured the Gatorade and we were walking across the field and I'm looking at this young guy that these kids absolutely love. Yeah. Along from uh, along with being a winner, the kids love following him. Mm-hmm. He's a great leader of these young men and developing these young men. I love, I, listen, it wouldn't mean as much if he wasn't winning, but he is winning. And he's developing young men. I look at Bishop Bonnet. I saw him and he is a, 
a construction project, project construction engineer. I, I yeah. know I screwed yeah. it up, Kevin, but the, the Bishop yeah. Bonnet, who was running those, well, he's a project construction Manager. engineer now. Yeah. That's that's where you want your coach to develop men like that because we all know it's only a hair of them are going pro. We only got a couple of Marquise Bells and Isaiah Lands and Xavier's. But the rest of the guys, as they say, I like that NCAA commercial. They're going pro in something else. And Willie emphasizes that to these young men. And um, I, like I said, I'm, I'm about to get emotional about how much you see the unity there between coach and players. Yeah. And I love it. I do too. I, did you I, see, I, to that point, did you see Jordan Morton? Jordan Moore post. Oh, I saw that. I saw that today. He talked about wanting to wanting to come back and coach at FAMU. Wow. He said FAMU changed his life. He been at Power Power Five, two Power Five JUCO, but he said coming to FAMU changed his life, and so he want to come back and coach at FAMU at some point. Well, and 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 if we go back to the season that they were on, um, what about us? Yeah, why not us? It, why, not it, us? why not us? I'm sorry. Why not us? And Izzy, who was from New Orleans, yep. was talking about that this was his safe haven. This is his safe yep. place. FAMU is that. It's home. That is it's what home. we're supposed to. That's what we're supposed to be. Yeah. yeah. From Bill Bell and Juby Bragg to Willie Simmons in football, that's what we're supposed to be. Yeah. I um I, I know you've covered and you've got a chance to talk to a lot of guys this year, Vaughn. But it it hit me, and Kelvin, you were there with me, and I, and I think I may have reiterated. I, when you see our young men, our representatives, our future alums that are going to be right there next to us, talking ish about whatever else down the road about alumni things. Um, but when you see the kind of character in the kids that not only Coach Simmons, but he he brought in the right kind of coaches that can work with the – and then you get the right – so so think about this. I, I think I'll, think how hard this is. This is it not is. easy. You got to no. get the right coaches that can recognize the right players, and then you, you got to be able to 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 let, let every, everybody sort of work and develop these young men, and you got to get the right – it's so hard to find the right kind of kids. It's hard. It's, it's hard. hard. It's it hard. Is. It, it, it is harder than winning, probably. Winning is hard, but finding the right kids to win, man, that's hard. And so I had an appreciation for that in that moment, watching the kids, watching the families, uh, in that post-celebration in that tunnel. And I, I wish more people could have seen it. I know we shared some videos. I'm sure you shared videos. I know anyone else who was there, but man, I tell you, so yeah, we, we talk about securing our coach. Um, I, that conversation would have started for me after the SWAC championship game. It would have been. It might have started because that there was a week. You know, you got a little bye week or whatever, a couple days. Nah, that conversation would have started then. But it's also a conversation to say, you know, if I'm if I'm gonna lose sleep, if I'm VP Sykes and I'm losing sleep every night, she's got to be trying to figure out where am I gonna get the money, how am I gonna generate the money to make that happen. Because, like you said, the, her success this year will be, you know, that's that's got. It, I, I'm gonna say this, and I'm gonna say that. Them, 
basketball and try. We, we understand there's, there's we, we got half of it going right and the other half we ain't gonna worry about right this moment. But I gotta find and gotta deal with where am I gonna find that? Where am I gonna find the money to keep that man and his staff and keep them rolling? And yeah, there's other stuff and it's a complicated job. But if I'm losing sleep over one thing, I'm losing sleep every night trying to figure hey. out where I'm gonna get the money to keep Coach Simmons. Brian, so so I like to give solutions. I, I don't like to just throw it out there. So here's a couple of options I, I think we would be smart to do. That is very that are very possible. Okay. Well, that's very good, Kevin, because we need we need we need some options right now. Yeah, somebody take so, notes. Somebody take notes. We know y'all <laughs> listening. We know folks are listening, so y'all go ahead and take so, notes. So right now, we got guarantee games, right? We got well, why not take some of that seven hundred thousand on those guarantee games mm. and make it part of a, a bonus structure for our, our football coaches, including our head coaches, to help supplement their staff? If we we we, we sign up for seven hundred, we're going to pay two hundred and fifty thousand, two hundred thousand, whatever it is, for expenses. That leaves us about five hundred thousand. Take a hundred thousand of that, man. Make sure we take care of. Our coaches. That's something we can do, but that's administrative. That's that's administrative driven. We do it for basketball now. Is in coach coach is in the is in. I know it's in one coach, both coaches' contract in terms of bringing in guaranteed dollars. So, so that's one way we can help supplement. We've been talking about a capital campaign for athletics a long time. That's senior executive leadership driven. We got to have a. Capital athletic campaign with endowed scholarships for both athletes as well as endowed scholarship for coaches and support staff. Stanford has that now. And that's why them going to the ACC ain't no big deal for them because everything is endowed in the athletic department. And the athletic, if I'm not mistaken, their athletic endowment. Just their athletic endowment is over five hundred million. I know mm -hmm. endowment. Mm. So any money they raise during the year, that's on top of that. But they athletic department they, they sponsor the most sports in the NCAA. I think it's thirty nine, if, if I'm not mistaken. Wow, we only sponsor fourteen. The minimum. So so that athletic campaign is another option that we need to get moving. With endowed scholarships, well, and I, I just—I start with those two for now. And 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 also a, another important thing about <laughs> campaigns of raising money. I, I go back to Eddie Jackson and the little two twenty quarterback club, which started as a group of retirees just going to lunch at Old Times Cafe. But what happens is, people know one hundred percent of the time. If Eddie Jackson say he's raising money for something, that's where that money's going. There is a trust there. Mm -hmm. And we at the university have to get that trust back because there we've been burned. This I mean this is us. We're on the we're in the family group. We've been burned over the years. That that it's starting to come back. Rattler Boosters, thank goodness, um is has aligned with the 220 quarterback club. And that is a great mutual relationship because the boosters have access to do things that the 220 quarterback club doesn't. So them working together has been a great asset to the, to the additional investments 
into athletics. Um, and so I think having that trust that what people send their money to, yeah. um, it's going to be, it's going to go toward that. And also, we have got to smooth out when people put money into investing in champions that there is no question when they start distributing what they're getting, when they're getting it, and that sort of thing. That 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 will cause a rift, mistrust, and and just general just ill will toward the athletic department. You know, I, I don't yep. think people care as much about the price increases than they do about getting what you told me I was going to get when I paid my money. Communication and execution. Communication and execution. Yep. Very well said. And, and, and I, I, and, and the reason I say that is because, you know, weekly I'm with the boosters in two twenty quarterback club and it was every week I paid my money. Where's my park? I paid my money. Where's my tickets? I paid my money. Where's this? Where's that? That that's got to stop. Yes. It's got to be consistent, and it's got to be finite. Yes. <laughs> and, and, it, and it needs yeah. to be a time schedule. You will get this. The, you will get this on this date. You will get this on this date, and this on this date. And and people can't be weeks out from a classic where they're supposed to get tickets or whatever, or assume they're getting tickets. Don't even know. Like Kelvin said, that communication. We made we've made a lot of improvements in athletics. The number one, I've only written one just scathing article about FAMU probably in my life. And Kevin knows what it was. When that the last time we had that issue with the compliance staff. That was a beautiful I article. literally went ballistic. Beautiful. I, I went ballistic with my pen. And I've never done that because I and and, and Dr. Robinson told me when I saw him, he he basically said, Listen, I heard you. Mm-hmm. You know that if it if it takes that for me to get anybody's attention, that's not the route I ever prefer to take. But if that's what it takes to get that embarrassment off of our back, that's what I'm going to have to do. We don't want to resort to that being <laughs> being Stephen A. Smith, but it, that called for it, and and we I'm very very happy with the solution. You know, the G, well, yeah. we're not talking yeah. about how high the team's GPA was in the spring mm-hmm. and in the summer, right? And 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 digging out of this this hole we are academically is coming along of something that could have been done years ago. Unfortunately, yep. Yep. that could have been done years ago. When we're talking about what the administration could do, that was something that could have been done. Yeah. Well, Vaughn, you know that was something that some of that cleanup was done, and, <laughs> and you know we beefed up the staff with people who were NCAA certified. But <laughs> after all of us left. It went back to where where it was, and and, and we we went where we, sh- we didn't want to be. So yeah, I got I got one more solution. I think that's important because we talk about the, the affinity groups, and we talked about you know capital campaigns, and there's another dirty word that no you know we we struggle with at HBCUs, and that is getting major contributions, naming rights, uh. Uh, major sponsors. So when millionaires come and they say one, they want to do something for athletics. Say a Ted Turner. Mm. You know what? Don't counter them. 
and try to serve them to what you want them to do. They billionaires. They they told you what they wanted to do. If they want to build a baseball stadium, God damn it, build a baseball stadium. <laughs> Take their money, right? Take their money it, and build them a stadium and be quiet. It ain't, even, it ain't even your relationship. They didn't come to you. They don't even know you like that. But it was somebody that was close to them. And we're going to have this opportunity. I'm saying this for a reason. Right. We're going to have this opportunity again, probably next year, where big money donors, somebody who can do things of significance, mm -hmm. our administration and our board got to be in a position, in a place to listen and shut up and get in step. Sometimes they ain't got to call. They ain't got to call the shots. All they got to do is make sure it happens. So big money, those, those millionaires and billionaires, we got. They got to know who you are. You got to have those relationships. And when someone leverages that relationship and make that introduction, you got one time with them. You don't get a second chance. Yeah, I, I think that's the that's always the hard part with schools that don't necessarily operate like businesses. Um, when you have someone from the business world wanting to uh, make things happen, and we, we've seen that from our from our we, we've seen what what happens when you when you have somebody that's used to, to getting things when they want things done, and they're having to deal with the university that doesn't quite move at the same pace. Yeah, we we. We've seen how that plays out over a couple seasons. We've seen where that can go. So hopefully, if nothing else, our university learned by watching uh, how that happens. And maybe in those in those meetings where they're having cognac and cigars, uh, maybe those back rooms, they're saying, man, let's make sure that never happens to us. You know, because, man, you know, we, we could be on the outside. We could be in some trouble with some folks if that ever happens to us. So hopefully we've learned. Hopefully we've learned by watching other people go through troubles. But uh, like, but Rella Nation, we're gonna do more than hope. Let's, right. let's push let, let's push them a little bit. I, I, I agree. I agree. I agree. I agree. When when you when and that's something, yeah. When we when we see stuff, we gotta call stuff out. And we see people acting irresponsibly, you gotta call them out and uh and, and you gotta send emails. You you gotta you gotta you can't be afraid. I I, I used to think for a time we were afraid to call out the problem people in the problem areas. Uh, I, I think we're starting to move past that. And well, so. There's also an elephant in the room too, Brian. Yes, I'm sure. Another, another elephant. <laughs> if one more Rattler comes up to me, especially uh -oh. our seasoned Rattlers, uh -oh. and ask me, why can't I pick up the game on my local radio station? Man, look. look. Listen, let me tell you. Yeah. We have time. Uh, look, 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 yeah, yeah. Well, we got time today. We got time today. Uh, look, listen, boy. listen. The narrative that said company that has come in to produce all of that was that the Rattler Sports Network was not making money. That was the narrative, and I was actually in a meeting where one of those people told me that and i said you don't know what you're talking about exactly i used to make the clock mm -hmm. i know how it works mm -hmm. the number one radio group in the big band is cumulus radio we were on the number one station on the number one group yep every football game yep 
And we made as much money as we could sell on ads. We had an agreement where we sold as much as we could sell. And whatever was left, Cumulus would sell. We kept what we sold. They kept what they sold. Mm -hmm. And we used to package being on the number one radio station into the package for being in the game program, being on the Jumbotron, all of that was in a package. Did I say they were the number one radio group in the Big Ben since forever and the number one station in, the, in forever? And people like my dad used to get his radio ready for the season and he couldn't wait to listen to the games. But some brilliant person decided that we didn't need to be on terrestrial radio. We're not that far along. FAMU has an elderly fan base that is very active. There wow. are people in the stands that like to listen to the game when they're in the in in the actual stadium. Yep. Oh, when it's on TV and, yep. and and so that we don't hear an announcer say "Famu," we turn the TV on and listen on the radio. So us not being on terrestrial radio has driven me crazy for the last few years. Till I'm blue in the face. Hey, guess to the what? point where I have to do what I did about uh, us fixing the um, academics and compliance. I have to use my pen to say how ridiculous it is. Yes. Because we're not only inconveniencing those rattlers that want to be able to turn if they're running late to the game because they're at work. They can listen to the game on the way there and know what's going on before they get there. If they have to leave because they got to go pick up their kid. On the way home, they can listen. I'm cool with the app. Brian, let me tell you, Brian, Josh Padilla has done a great job with that media. I'm in media. I love everything Josh Padilla and his team have done. I say team because they roll deep. That's the only way they can capture all that they capture. Yep. I love it. It's perfect for me. Basketball games, I forget about the app will alert me, say, hey, this game going on, this game about to come on. You can catch the live stats here. You can watch it here. You can listen here. I love that. Right. But the people like my parents, they want to hear it on the radio. Yep. And we had carte blanche. Yep. The number one radio group, number one radio station in the Big Ben. And we let it go on a lie that we weren't making money. Hey, there have been people selling that lie that radio is dead for about 20, 25 years now. Guess what's still around? Terrestrial radio. <laughs> Terrestrial radio. It's not remember going anywhere. When, rem, exactly. Remember when satellite and, radio came they, out and they said, oh, and, terrestrial radio is going to die in 10 years. And they're on, digital, years they're, later. On, they're on digital platforms and on online exactly. platforms anyway. Exactly. Exactly. So, I mean, they the reach as, both worlds. They re, yeah, they reach as far reaching more than, you know, tr, you know, the non-traditional. Yeah, yeah, that 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 still burns me up. I, I'm I love. And I have a good relationship with uh, Charles Edmond of Alcorn State. Uh, and I love the fact that he's one of the few in the SWAT that he 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 has a, a and the university and the athletic department embrace that he goes to games home and away. The station there in Lorman covers they, they cover. I mean, imagine again, even when you were part of the Rattler Sports Network, when I first came a part of athletics, Dexter Martin was running the Rattler Sports Network. And I, I know, you know, I used to just be amazed at, wow, you know, I used to be, Mr. Martin, we, we're we in this many cities. We're in 13 cities across the whole state. I used to be like, wow, I could travel through the state in my car on a Saturday and probably pick up the FAMU game all over the state. 
Yep, at Sugar 900 when you're riding through Bell Glaze. That, that's where, <laughs> look, we, we were everywhere. We were everywhere. And so you can't tell me that all of a sudden, just because we got a little bit of technology now, that, oh, you can go to your app. And they just go about the app. You know, you, there, you can conquer. It's the same reason why we are on so many different platforms, right? You're on, we're on YouTube. We're on Facebook. We're on it. Because you, you don't want to be in just one place. You want to be where you can get more, the most consumers reaching. So, if, yeah, there's a certain market that you want to have on the app and the web. Great. There's a certain part that's going to want to do the YouTube stuff. And then there's a market. Guess what? They want terrestrial radio. They want to be able to listen to it. it like you just said, everything you described. Man, goals, goals, 2024 goals, hashtag goals. That's there you go. That's yeah. what we're gonna get to. That's but but think about this, Brian. When we were growing up, Kelvin, if it was game day and the game was out of town and we didn't go to the game, but we were at the barbershop, the barbershop would have it playing in there, or whatever restaurant you went to. They, they can do it through the digital, but it's much more difficult than just turning on the radio and turning to 96.1 and hearing the game. Chico Renfro. Yes, sir. I, I can hear him right now. Keith Miles. I can hear him right now like on I'm the radio. It sounds <laughs> like I'm excited, Rattler fans. That's because I am excited. <laughs> hey, and, and you know what's funny is I, I hear people clowning us talking about we old. Well, you know what? It is when you grew we we grew up. Look, we, we talk about how do you get the younger generation engaged. And it, it you, you you turn them on to these whatever you want to call them these nostalgic ways of listening to a game, and you know what they'll start to fall in love with it because it has a it has a natural way of getting you fired up as you're hearing a radio play by play. There's nothing like a good radio play by play of a game as that person is describing the the scene, the action. Unlike it, 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 it visually puts you where their eyes are, which is on the field of action. And you end up growing to, to love as you learn more info. You know, sometimes I get into the fact that we don't know who our players are a lot of times. Like, you really have to dig deep through the media guide to figure out who they are because, unfortunately, we don't we don't get to hear about them. Um, television only allows you so much time. There aren't enough shows that talk about our kids. Um, and so you don't get to hear their stories. But guess what? Sometimes if you're listening to – watch me here. Imagine if we were listening to a baseball play-by-play -play of Rattler baseball. I get to find out somewhere in that third at-bat about uh, 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 about uh, 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 John Michael Bistardo. I get to find out little nuggets about him during that third at-bat in the second pitch because <laughs> that sport just translates like that, right? And so you end up falling in love with the guys. And so there's just. Uh, man, right. It is. It, it, it's, it, that, that's missing. But little things, little that, things. Th that, that lie that it wasn't making any money burns me right. up because yeah. you, um, um, I, I, I can basically tell you, you're a bald faced lie because I used to make the clock. Amen. <laughs> we would tell our radio partner when they could run commercials. We were in charge of it. As much money as we could sell in ads. And there were times where they, there was only a few local spots that they were able to run because we were selling. I'm talking, and I'm not talking small places. I'm talking Tri-Eagle Distributors, Lottery, yeah. you yes. name it. Yes. Florida Blue. 
I'm and talking. They all want to be a part of FAMU now. They, they all, all want, they all want to be a part of FAMU now. Yeah. Uh, hey, let's do this. Uh, while we got you here, Vaughn, for a little while longer, man, unless you got to run off. Let's go. Uh, I'm here, man. Let's go through some of these superlatives. We're going to still go through the signing day stuff. I'm gonna. We're going to go through that a little bit later. I'm waiting to see. I know Coach Riz, the the uh, the, the bat signal went up. So there's an announcement. Oh, it. it did. So I'm just waiting. To, I'm refreshing my page. I'm waiting to see what this new what is. But but let's go through some of these superlatives uh, that that we worked up. Kelvin put some of these things together. So while you're here, we can go through um, best FAMU moments. And, and you guys in the chat room, join in as well. Best FAMU moments. Now look, this could be. You could go one, two. I I, I would say maybe go to go to like your best one or two moments of the year let's let's see what we got here so i'll start with you uh vaughn and then we'll go over to kelvin and i'll round it up best famu moments of the 2023 calendar year uh woof. best that that was certainly have to be uh willie simmons crying in ray matthews arms after the celebration bowl because it was a long you know he was just letting it go so for me, it's Willie Simmons crying in uh, Ray Matthews' arms, just really letting the whole season and all that pressure go. All right. All right. What about you, Kelvin? I'm a, I'm speaking for our brother, Kofi. Amen. Because he used to emphasize it so much. It's all about championships. He used to say that all the time. Every show is about championships. <laughs> so I'm not going to just say the football championship. I'm going to say the four championships we won in this calendar year. Tennis, you know, he was a tennis guy. Yeah. And and that and, and Nick, it really, that, that program like grew in the last three years to, they were com- they went from competitive to the champions and, and, and been become, became dominant in these last couple of years. So the tennis championship, the baseball championship, the adversity that they had to go through to win that. Remember, that was no sweep. No, it wasn't. And and and, and uh, you know, they they had to um, withstand some runs from some teams. But uh, but and and then then they go to the NCAA and just make us real proud. Gave those teams everything they can handle. University of Florida and uh, yeah. Mass and uh, the school out of Massachusetts, right? Connecticut, no, Co- Connecticut, Connecticut UConn. Was yeah. it UConn? Yeah, 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 Connecticut. UConn. Yeah, so, so, so that championship team, and then cross country, nobody saw that coming, you know. <laughs> no, we we know the coach came with accolades and stuff, we we knew that part of it, but hell, we didn't even know he had recruited people that could, <laughs> they could run, right? Cross country. Hey, so, remember, then, remember, remember, we, we kind of talked about the distance in the track because we were just talking track. And I was like, I remember asking him, Coach, you know, it seems like other track schools have kind of they, they get these distance runners. He was like, well, you know, our strength is in in the speed. And it's like, so we're going to do what we do well. Right. And then we mess around and win cross country. And I was like, <laughs> I, was like I was like, OK, I see, you, Coach. I see, you, Brian. I see you. Brian, you need to refresh. It looks like in the in the in the, in your chats they they announced the guy that we just signed. Yeah, I see. Uh, yeah, B. Starks um, wrote it out. Yeah, we signed uh, a cornerback, Jamel uh, Sanders um, from USF. Yeah, DB from USF. Yep. Add another one to the list. Look what happens when you invest in athletics. 
So, <laughs> so, so, and, and the last but not least, the championship in football, man. So, this year has been a year of championships at FAMU, and so that would stick out in my mind. Um, hold on, I'll get that up. I, I got, I got two. Well, you already talked about baseball, uh, but just coming out of the losers bracket of the SWAC tournament and and winning that turn I mean that was that was fun to watch firsthand you know I'm watching it and I'm thinking oh damn we're out of the, we're in the losers bracket and you're just thinking cuz you remember what happened last year out of the losers bracket and you're like oh ugh. you know I don't want to be in the losers bracket and just to see the pitching do what it did I mean yeah. that was unreal I mean it really unexpected completely unexpected and then i'm with kenya right here the opening kickoff of the season are you look i'm in the press box uh (laughs) vaughn i'm about to lose my ish literally i think i might not i choked i think i choked kelvin uh when that was happening because he did I was like, oh, no, he's not. Because I saw when the hole opened up, I was like, oh, he's going to run this back. And I'm like, and I'm trying to keep my composure and just, man, that right there. That was keeping your composure? That was keeping my composure in the press box, yes. I I got away with, uh, but yes, that, uh, that was was something. Um, So, yeah, that was, I I think those are my top two. And then I, I think I also had a couple others, but I'm, you know, I'll, I'll keep it short to that too. Here, let me uh, let me let me show the share screen with people because a code just in case you didn't happen to catch the announcement. Uh, there he is, right there, latest commit, right there. Uh, Jamel Sanders, uh, committed defensive back out of uh, South Florida. So there's the there's the recent announcement, right there. Oh. Man, I tell you what, boy, coach is on it, boy. We on it, we on it. And I, well, so we had. I, I don't even know if I'll be fast enough to add that to our to our uh, to our sheet, but um, but yeah. Uh, okay, going over to the next superlative. Uh, obviously, let me see. Did I see anybody else put anything else in the chats uh, about best moment? Best moment. Uh, uh oh, Miss Garcia. Yeah, Joanne. Hey, check it in. Yep, the entire fourth quarter of the celebration bowl. <laughs> yeah, that I know there was a lot of tears, a lot of cussing, a lot of heartaches. I I think every emotion was experienced in that fourth quarter. Uh, but but definitely that one. Uh, yeah. Uh, Hollow yeah. Hollow says coach is killing it. That's why we gotta secure Willie Simmons. Yes, indeed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Keith Keith remembers. Uh yeah, I wish you would have had it because I know I tried to record. Hey Vaughn, I tried to record. I tried to record the kickoff, and and somehow my camera was like this, and then it did like this. <laughs> all, you saw, all you saw was like my my feet in the floor. That's all you saw after that. And, so, and I'm but, like this because he because he choking me right. Like I, you know, I got to... <laughs> uh, hey, so, I'm so on the field. Vaughan. I'm on the field, and Marcus is running right toward me. And seeing that hole, and once he got through there, my heart was – while you all are doing that, I got my camera, so I kind of trained myself on my emotions. But that doesn't keep the rest of my body from reacting. My heart was beating so fast. Yeah. It, for some reason, I just felt like 
you know, I hope he doesn't trip, you know, in the wide open or anything like that. But yeah. uh yeah, it was it was it was truly electric. Yeah. Hey Brian, show show Edwin Moore's on right quick. Uh hold on, where's Edwin? Where's Edwin at? Uh let me see if I can find it. Uh hold on. I just lost it. was right out the Kenyas. Uh oh smack. Uh let me see. Edwin, right after Kenya, where? Uh, the, the Marcus Riley one? Oh, 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 okay. <laughs> the fourth quarter lights. I guess you would have had to been there to see that. Uh, you were there for that, Vaughn. You saw that, right? Listen, I. it, it was like the Crips and the Bloods were standing 50 feet away from each other at midfield. And I was wondering, how did this happen? The, the lights went off. I was like, that's weird. Did we have a power outage? And then they turn blue, and then they start playing some hip hop track, and both teams just gravitated toward midfield. Coach Simmons says he knew it was nothing he could do because it was everybody, you know, and it was everybody from Southern, and it, <laughs> it was just—I've never had that much anxiety at a football game ever in my life. I was just like, "What is going on here?" Hey, it was a, it was a, it was a, it was. It was we funny gotta get some of them lights. Hey, it was, it was funny. <laughs> we gotta get to some Cardell. of them lights, Kevin. Yeah, I know, I know. It was funny talking to Cardell. Remember, we talked to Cardell right after that, and yeah. even, even he was like, he was like, "Yo, I don't know what they just did, but they messed up. They messed up when they did that. They, they somehow lit a bug or lit a fire under that group." Um, <laughs> woo. Um. Yeah. Okay. So, all right. Going from the best, we gotta we we gotta do it. Worst family moment of 2023. Worst. You know, wasn't a lot, but there was a few. Um, as we think back on the uh, past year, best and the worst. Worst of 2023. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you ching. From the launch your online shop stage all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. Uh, if it's on, it's on me? Yeah, it's yeah, on you. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. I would say the men's basketball season of 2023. Last year, with me being a big fan of Coach McCullum, mm -hmm. that team just never, you know, in this era of the transfer portal where you don't recruit a player and they stay together and have uh, cohesion, now you have to put together a team every year. And that team last year, they just, they never wanted to play with each other. And that's that they, they, they never had that cohesion. Um, this year's team, I think, is doing better, but, uh, Last year's basketball season. Yeah. Um, I, I'm gonna say the women's basketball season. Funny, you talk about the men. I the women's. I, I beat you to it because I know that's where you're gonna go. <laughs> I beat you to it, Kelvin, because you took it. You were taking too long. Yeah, that was bad. And, and y'all, man, I took such a beating because y'all know I was I was like a Salam pillow stand for some reason. I don't know. I I don't know if it was. I don't know what it was, but I I really wanted. You know, I had a friend on the staff, and I was—I really wanted to give 
everything the benefit of the doubt. But man, when we got to the end of the season, you saw that I think it was that Alabama AM game, and I looked and I saw we had literally two two players outside of the five on the floor on the bench. We had more coaches and support staff than actual players. And I kept yeah. saying, and I kept thinking, how did we get here? How did we get to that point where you start a season with 12 and you're down to six or seven? And it was just like, damn. I mean, so, I mean, and I, I, you know, I I wish her the best wherever she's at now. Um, But, man, I mean, it was just, it was tough. It was tough. It was. Um, It was was tough. But I I love our coach now, though. Oh, love Coach Gordon. I mean, you know, big, big, yeah, yeah. yeah. Big pressure. I mean, just that, give her a little. Just give her a little time. She's gonna oh, be all right. I believe. Oh, she's, she's getting her girls in there. I tell you what. She's yeah. That, trying to so. trying to get trying to get big pressure to, to, to come on come on wax. Get that yeah, big oh, pressure. Oh, 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 she'll, <laughs> she'll, she'll, she'll join the show. I know you. I know she will. I know she will. What about you, Kelvin? That first home game. Those oh lines. yeah, that was on my list too. That was on game, my list. Game ops. Uh, that that first home game. Yeah, that 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 was a fiasco. Yeah, yeah. that was a yeah, that was bad. Mm. That was about as bad as it could be. Yeah, <laughs> uh, ticket off is twenty twenty three. Says uh, Bull. Um, that, that that was my number two. Because <laughs> because I'm I'm trying to again I'm trying to buy season tickets for basketball. Like two three weeks in advance before the season start. I know the season coming. And I can't, you can't even take my money. You don't know what your packages are. And then finally, the day of the game, I walk up there and, and, and I pay for my tickets, but I don't know what the hell I'm getting, right? I, I don't know if it, because last year, the non-conference games weren't a part of the package. So I'm, I'm like, do I need to buy a separate ticket for, for the non-conference games? Luckily, they included in the package, which is the right thing to do. Don't niggle and dime me to death. Put everything in a package and, and tell me what it costs, goddammit, and I'm gonna pay it. <laughs> but, but but make it make it simple now. If you try to niggle and dime and think I'm gonna pay $20 for all these out of conference games, then pay another $150, $250 for, for the conference game, then then you know I, I just won't make it to the to the out of conference games. I mean, that's just the way it is. Not not that I got it, but just because you know I expect professionalism and I and I expect the same service I get when I went and buy my Atlanta Falcons tickets for their preseason game, or when I went to um uh, up to Alabama and M or in a, in a game I traveled to, and I, I paid for tickets. I spent the same kind of service, Texas Southern. So 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 so, yeah yeah, that. Um, I would also be remiss if I didn't ask, and I'm, I'm sure you guys might have had it on your list as well. When you talk about worst FAMU moments, as is, you know, that call and and learning that uh, uh, Kofi uh, had uh, had passed, and I know I on the bus I was watching the last show that we had Kofi on was it was right it was right after we did our spring preview, and. Uh, I remember, I remember it like yesterday because I was looking at the timeline of shows, and I know the show where Drew filled in was because I know Kofi had called me on that Wednesday morning, said he wasn't feeling well and he wasn't gonna make the show, and I was like, okay, brother. Um, and so I reached out to Drew, and Drew filled in for us, 
And, uh, you know, not knowing that, you know, that would be the last time that I would talk to him. And so I, I just had a, and, and I'll, I'll retweet that show out, but that last show on the 8th, uh, of March 8th, uh, 2023, uh, was, was special. So and, and it's the last time I wore blue on the show. Cause he gave me ish about that. He gave me so much S at the start of the show. And I was trying to tell him, I'm like, Kofi, it's a corporate BCS insert. He was like, man, that's why we ain't got nothing going on right right now. Cause you got on blue. You'll go change. <laughs> and I, I, I'm just, I'm watching it. I'm watching the replay of it, laughing and crying at the same time. And so, um, and, and just the, the love. I and mean, even though yeah. that, that kind of falls into for me, one of the worst, moments of the year because I think that was right before, you know, and I and I hear him talking about he was talking about tennis and how tennis gotta get gotta get right. And tennis has to, you know, and and talking about baseball and 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 then all of a sudden after that then we championship start championship start yeah that's all he was talking about after that you know yeah. and and uh a lot of the stuff that he was talking I mean man it's just I, I have to retweet that out and, and you guys go back and listen. Hey that show man and brian and brian and kevin brian and kevin i gotta say this too go ahead um i grew grew up with kofi from very he was he was young and i was young very young age where our parents were very tight and he would he'd stay at my house i'd stay at his and you know their parents went to town for the weekend they leave him with us or go home with us after school and that sort of thing um what I have to commend you guys on is how you continue um, with that adversity. You know, we're adults. We can't stop when something like that happens. And I applaud you guys for going on, uh, keeping his memory, but continuing because he absolutely would want you all to continue. He looked forward to being on this show. He looked forward to researching to be ready for this show. He looked forward to being over the top on this yep. show because he was so passionate about everything he was over the top about. So I want to commend you guys for maintaining this in a fashion that he really is proud of you. Appreciate well, it, man. I, I, I say he, he reignited my love for FAMU. Um, Cause I, there was, while we were in the wilderness as a football program, I, I had kind of, I kind of, I, you know, after, after just some things that with FAMU, I kind of, you know, I just what it wasn't on my mind and heart like it was back when I was an undergrad. And then when we started doing this, and I knew we had to write, I knew from the first show that we had to write combo. You know, I had to get Kelvin to come out of his shell a little bit, but I knew we had something with with Kofi. And I'm like, oh, this is this is gonna hit. I said, this is gonna be fire. I know it is. Um, we just gotta we just gotta work on. It. I, I I'll never. Every time I and I don't do it justice, but I, I I never will forget Kofi with his cup of ice and just without you know and they're always Vaughn, you know this when you worried about sound and you heard people talking about echoes and all that crap. Kofi and his ice, <laughs> yep. I mean, you know, and, and sometimes you just be like, Kofi, people can hear that, you know. And but I, but I love it, but I and I and I watched that episode again. The, the cup of ice was just it, so yeah I, I just I I everything I do and just this whole passion that I have for FAMU and it, it's all it's all comes from him and it just kind of reignited the fire and so yeah hey I, Brian yeah. do me a favor uh-huh put put Sam Ditsy uh 
up right oh, there. I, oh, I saw you talking about the. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Sam, yeah, that, that that that's one of the best moments, Sam. Sam, Sam, Sam hey, I, I think I think Sam is is approaching it from both the best moment and the worst moment. Yeah. <laughs> well said, Sam. Well said. Y'all don't know. Y'all need to get y'all the move. That's some good stuff. I may need to get me a bottle for New Year's. I think I think that might be how I need to sip <laughs> slow sip on a bottle. Um all right, let's go through a few more of these superlatives. And this is great having you with us, Vaughn, because you cover and you see HBCU, the whole diaspora, as my as our good friend, Dr. Kenyatta Cavill, who's in the chat room, uh, always <laughs> loves to say our sports diaspora. How about HBCU Team of the Year? Now, that's broad, but when you think of all the teams that had great seasons, what's a team that stands out to you? Fisk Gymnastics. Ooh, okay. Okay. Great. I forgot one. About that. Great one. one. Okay. Fisk gymnastics. Wow. I, I, ugh, nothing, nothing supersedes Fisk gymnastics in my in my mind. It, it, they just became the darlings of the entire gymnastics world. Uh, to see those young ladies, uh, it, uh, it just it brings chills every time you even think about it. Everywhere they went, they were the rock stars. I'm talking about the. SEC, Big Ten, Big Twelve, wherever they went, and they were invited to meets all over. Yeah. So they were to me, Fisk Gymnastics was the HBCU team of the year. Mm, that's a good one. That's a good one. I yeah. forgot about them. Uh, who do you got, Kelvin? Vaughn or maybe back away from who I was going to say. Yeah, that that wasn't on my card, so you you might you might have, you might have stumped me on that one. Uh, who you got, Kelvin? I'm a I'm gonna go I'm gonna go with some something that's kind of obvious, but not the home team. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I'm gonna go with Benedict football. Okay, undefeated. Yeah, and, and, and dominant most year. most of the way. So I'm, I'm gonna go with Ben and Dick as as the HBCU team of the year. Uh, I I wrote that when I was putting that article together uh, for our our BCSN summary of Benedict, and I went back and looked at their first five games. They outscored opponents. They only allowed 13 points in the first five games. Two shutouts. Gave up seven points in game three a field goal in game four, a field goal in game five. And all this was before the Miles games, which was a game that they had a big lead then lost it and then had to re- regain the lead, right? But those first five games by Benedict, ridiculous. I think they outscored somebody like 190-something to 13. 194 to 13, I think it was what it was. I mean, just – and then then they later on – yeah, so I, I get you. I, I'm going to go one better. I, I'm going to go one better. I still not as still not as historic as Fisk, but – pretty close and i saw edwin drop one of the two because i kind of have them running side by side if you paid attention to what langston university and tougaloo uh college did in men's basketball at the naia level it was unreal uh both of i mean i think both of them well i know tougaloo went unbeaten in conference and might have only lost one game prior to the end of the season. 
Um, Langston also started out the season hot. But the story with Langston is they were like a one or two win team a year prior. Coach Chris Wright comes in and Langston ends up going like 30 and one going into the tournament. And it was just two unbelievable seasons. And I don't think they didn't, they didn't cross paths. They both made it to the, what they call the, the tournament, the 16. Uh, I don't know. I can't remember. It's the national tournament, which is the top 16 teams. Um, And then I think Langston lost in the opening. Tougaloo made it to the round of eight, Um, but two outstanding basketball seasons uh, by both of those universities and, and those coaches. And, and uh, I think that was really fun to kind of spotlight um, when we talk about teams. If, yeah. if we could have, if I could have an honorable, honorable mention, uh-huh. Kenya Sykes called it Howard golf. I was there for the national championships. They won by 56 strokes. They were up by 21 strokes after the first day. They were frigging on fire. I with, I, I saw some of the best golf. I am I and a lot of people don't know this. I'm a I've been a card carrying member of the media for the PGA Tour for 21 years. I know good golf when I see it, and I saw some of the best golf I had seen with Howard's golf program. And what we and it goes back to what we were all talking about that we keep emphasizing. That $6 million boost into golf. Mm. And annually, Steph Curry is having a fundraiser. He had it at Pebble Beach. People were lined up to participate in Steph Curry's golf tournament for Howard Golf, and he flew the guys out there. They were lined up to support that event for Howard Golf. So Howard doesn't have to worry about the coach. All he has to do is recruit players and manage them. Because the finances, the, all the equipment is donated. Yep. All, all the you know, the, the outfits, Steph, they dress like Steph. He, his, his line, which is fun within itself, because it's not traditional golf. Mm-hmm. But yes, Kenya, Howard golf was really special this year. Yeah. I keep waiting on LeBron James to do that for our men and women's basketball. I keep waiting. I don't know how I'm waiting. I'm gonna have to wait, but I'm I'm gonna keep waiting. I think he's busy following Bronny right now, but I think I think I, hopefully he'll 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 put us in the number. We 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 need to be recruiting Bryce. That's who we need to get that that kid right there. That's who we need to be recruiting. But anyway, mm-hmm. let me not start yeah. anything. Um, HBCU Band of the Year. Now, obviously, this this is interesting because you know we had the ESPN Band of the Year competition. But uh, when you think about the band of the year, who would you qualify as your band of the year, Vaughn? And I think it's okay if it's not the hundred. I think I think it'll be okay. I think will it? No, but I have strong feelings about judging the band of the year because if everybody's not playing the same damn song, doing the same formations, and 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 doing the same routine, how can you even judge bands? And I and this is my soapbox I'm about to get on. Uh-oh, let me step back. Hold if let me you go to Tuskegee, I don't give a damn which band you got. If you go to Tuskegee and you can't play ball and parlay, they got no use for you. If you go to Veterans Memorial and your damn drum majors can't step out there, they got no use for you. I don't care who you are. 
If you can't take it off at homecoming, you ain't got no use at FAMU. So judging a band is ridiculous. The bands play to the fan base. Now, if you want to get everybody out there and see if they can sight read and do a formation and everybody do the same thing, then you could judge it the band of the year. Besides that, it's bull to me. So that's that's my answer. <laughs> Strong take. Strong take. All right. <laughs> Y'all know where to find Vaughn when y'all want to debate his mentions. Hey, hey, I ain't a band head, so I, I I take a stab at what I like, what that I saw. What did you see? I was impressed with Florida Memorial when they went to Gremlin. Yeah. And, be, and because I didn't know a lot about, other than that, you know, there's a Rattler who's ahead of the program. I had heard good things about him, but I had never seen him. Didn't know what to expect. And then I saw him again at the of course, the uh, championship, and man, they they sound great, man. They the choreography was great, you know. They were extremely impressive. So, I got I'm 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 gonna choose Florida Memorial as my band of the year. Yeah, that's that's a good choice. I I've heard them play in the stand uh, before, and uh, never disappointing uh, by them. Um, I don't know. I, I, for some reason, I wrote down Norfolk State and North Carolina A and T, and I, and I think a little bit of that is based on recency bias. Uh, of course, North Carolina A and T, uh, seeing their performance in the Band of the Year competition, and then uh, Norfolk State. Uh, I, I followed along with Dr. Cavill's band rankings, which he, he, he interestingly matches in, matches up the band versus band performances at halftime you know so basically the bands are competing just like the athletes on the field compete the bands are competing through their performance at halftime and uh i think norfolk state was one of the one of the top uh ranking ranking bands in his poll so i i would i would start there but but i'll i'll admit i'm i'm just a casual band observer although i will say the swat championship fifth quarter I heard the hundred playing songs. I swear I had never heard them play before. And watching the fifth quarter between us and Prairie View was beautiful. Beautiful. I I, I don't know where the video of it is. I, I feel like, you know, someone always records these things. But I know I it slowed me down from getting over to the press conference because I kept hearing the songs. And I was like, damn, I didn't know the hundred was playing. Look at that. And I was looking back over at Prairie View play. And I, I enjoyed the fifth quarter of the SWAT championship games. Fourth quarter of the celebration bowl too. Well, see, when I they started rolling it. out. I, I couldn't hear it. Oh uh, uh, man. They, they start they started playing over the 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 the, the, the stadium announcer and, and then the breaks. They said the hell with it. We winning now. We've been a roll. We could have played, and, played and, whatever. And, and the crowd went wild. And so well, they got house. That's kind of how I judge things too as a non-band head. Yeah. Are you moving the crowd like a DJ? Are you moving the crowd? Right. Right. Uh HBCU coach of the year. Who would be your coach of the year, Vaughn? If you only get one coach. You can go, how about you can go men, men and women, or men or women? However you want to go with it. I don't think we qualified it, but coach of the year. Secure Willie Simmons. <laughs> <laughs> it was a pretty impressive performance by Coach Simmons, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. It's, it's very, hey, it's very hard to find. I, 
I've got one, but it's very hard to find someone who had a more impressive 2023. Uh, who, who you got, Kelvin? It's a lot of good candidates on, on this one, right, from a lot of different sports. I'm going to go off the – well, it ain't off the grid that much, to be honest. I'm going to go with JSU women's basketball coach, Tamika uh, – what's her name? Reed? Tamika. Tamika Reed. Yeah. 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 Amazing coach. Amazing coach. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm going to go with the job that Chris Wright at Langston University did. I just talked about the fact that he left uh, Talladega. Uh, was that right? Yeah, he left uh, – was he at, yeah, he was at Talladega. And – I mean, they were a nationally ranked program, had just made it to the national semi, no, the national championship game, right? And then all of a sudden you look up and say, Coach Wright's leaving? Where's he going? Oh, he's going to Langston. I'm like, what? He's going to Langston? And all he did was take a team that was one in 20-something and literally flipped the record from like one in 30 to 30 and one. That is unheard of. I mean, you the, my, that that might have been. I mean, I know I think Edwin Moore talked about how great a season uh, Tugaloo had, in which they didn't lose. But Tugaloo had a good season the year before. The you you went plus twenty nine in that's unreal, unreal. So I I got a Chris Wright uh, outstanding, and and then I put hashtag secure Willie Simmons because I mean Willie Simmons what he did uh, from yeah. a football <laughs> perspective. I mean, hell, that was. That was awesome. And so, they're, was- and so they're calling me back. Uh, they're calling me back in the uh, in in chats about Fisk's gymnastics coach. Yeah, you're exactly right. I mentioned her. Um, she did an amazing job this year. And let me tell you, I, you know, I'm at a little disadvantage because I don't have the whole list that we're voting on to go in advance. But if there was a best coach speech. If your skin didn't crawl here and Chennis Berry get his team ready, oh God! But I still it just it, you talk about a coach getting a team ready to run through a wall. He said, "Oh, I can't wait to see you guys play." Oh God, where did that come from? That was that was the pregame speech of the year. I don't know if we got that category, but that definitely was it. You, when when and when was that? When was that? That was from uh, when did he? Before the SIC championship game? I think it was. I think okay. it was. Man. I mean, you know, that that man can look that I'm telling you, uh, South Carolina State's about to be hell. That's all I know. Yeah. I'm yeah. yeah. To... We yeah. know that's coming. That's Ooh, coming. That, that's gonna be such a great game. That I'm just you know, whew. Jeez. Uh okay. Other uh top oh, this this is this would be interesting. Top HBCU moment of the year. Just overall HBCU moment of the year. Hmm. I'm I'm gonna go. This is this may be low. I'm gonna go we'll go with Ed Reed. I'm gonna go with Ed Reed situation. Uh that thing was unreal. That that really was. That was that took a left turn that I don't think anyone saw until you're seeing it. You know, sometimes you see a you see an accident before it happens, and then you're like, 
oh, that just happened. I, I, I thought that might happen, but but seeing that thing happen live, it was just kind of surreal to watch. Um, and I think it, it, who knows? I mean, at the end of the day, Vaughn, you were there. It might have, it might have, it might have inspired some change at Bethune, you know, uh, right. for the better, for the better. Right. I mean, you know what right. I'm saying? I, I, unintended no, I definitely, I definitely believe it had an effect on Bethune. They, they definitely got a lot of things in order after that. Um, so this is best HBCU moment of the year. Top, mm-hmm. top. Yeah, I, I you have to. You don't have to call it the best, but we just go with top. So, I, I'm gonna go with Howard beating North Carolina Central. Ooh, yeah, that was such a shock. <laughs> it was so, it was so unreal. I mean, and the way they the way they did it. I mean, they didn't just beat them; they spanked them. Jeez. Yeah. Was it was it more of an upset than that one that Edwin just pointed out? Southern's women in the SWAC tournament. Yes, because everybody just North Carolina Central fans admittedly have bought tickets to the Celebration Bowl. Ooh, okay, so they counted that as a W. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, what about you, Kelvin? Top HBCU moment of the year. Um, I'm trying to check my facts before I nominated. <laughs> but a, a, am I correct in saying that didn't uh, Texas Southern basket, men's basketball win the play-in game? Uh, I, was it this year? Let me see. They were the eight seed in the SWAC tournament and won the SWAC tournament. I don't yeah, – uh, didn't the HBCU win a play-in game? Uh, I know. Come on, Doctor Cavill, you're in. The, you're in the chat room. Uh, try help us remember. You guys remember. <laughs> I'm, hey. I'm sorry. I, re- I read the Fangs Up podcast response to. to oh to, yeah. To my... <laughs> um, yeah, I can't remember. Uh, I, I can't. I know it was the year before. To, yes, you know what? I think Texas Southern did win because I think that was two years in a row that Texas Southern won a first round game or was it the two previous years i know they won last year them and norfolk state hmm. i don't know i don't know so it, it, but is that where you're going with that kelvin yeah the, the, yeah I, I was thinking about you know opportunities well you know nationally or internationally uh people had a chance to see H- hbcus uh in the spotlight and so that that came to mind. Um, yeah, Derek, Derek Singleton. Derek Singleton. That is, I, I was debating on that one as well. Fam, you being named the number ninety-one public HBCU. I, that that was my other option. Yeah. Okay. So. Uh, Kelvin Doc says it was 2022 that Texas Southern, not last uh, or this past season, it was 2022 when they won the first round. Um, I think already from this, really from this past season, you've got, I see a couple people, Southern University basketball win at UNLV. Um, yeah. 
Pine Bluff women beating Arkansas. Yeah, I watched that one. Yeah. Uh, I, I think I think I think Liv, who was it who beat Mississippi State? Was it Southern women who beat Mississippi? No, no. Who who beat Mississippi State? Oh my God! Uh, just it was, recently, it was, it was Southern, Southern men, I thought. Was uh, that men or women? I think it was Southern's women who beat Mississippi okay. State. Hmm. I don't know, but. Uh, well, the swag, the swag, and uh, Norfolk State too uh, has beaten a lot of teams um, in the Power Fives and Group of Five this year in basketball. Yeah, Norfolk is killing it both on the men's and women's side. Yeah, they rolled it right. Um, HBCU Player of the Year. Ooh, this is a tough one, Kelvin. You come up with these. It was Southern men. Edwin said it was Southern men. That beat Mississippi State nationally ranked 20, 20 at the time, I think. That's what I thought. Uh, so yeah, because Southern has two two uh impressive wins at UNLV and at Mississippi State SEC. Uh HBCU player of the year. The player. Ooh, this is tough. And I don't have my phone on me, but but it's right. gonna be a Howard golfer. And uh he was invited to play on the PGA tour. Uh, played in the Wells Fargo. His name, I'm going to get it. It's something junior. Uh, it'll come to me, but uh, he's unreal, and I really think he's going to do good on professional. Um, I followed him when he played on the uh, PGA Tour in the Wells Fargo. He got a sponsor's exemption, and while he didn't make the cut, he started making birdies on the second day. Uh, on a professional course, playing the distances of professionals, which was very encouraging to me that he's going to adapt well. Um, Everett Witten Jr. Everett Everett won this year. Okay, it's not Everett. Everett Everett was the first place guy this year. Okay. He was unreal in the championship, but this other guy was a player of the year last year and led them. Uh, It's gonna to come to me in a minute, but he said it was a junior though. His, his, his last la his last name was Junior. I mean, when he had a junior on the end of his name, Greg Odom Junior. Greg O Gregory Odom Junior. Okay. That's my HBCU athlete of the year. Okay, Gregory Odom Junior. We yep. can look for him to make uh, some noise in the professional ranks, and he and he showed it. The um, entire Wells Fargo invited uh, us to cover that. So we actually went up to um, D.C. Uh, to see him play. Gregory Odom is an amazing guy. So his trek and uh, his season, to me, um, makes him my HBCU Player of the Year. All right. HBCU Player of the Year. I see people chiming in with other thoughts. Edwin, probably in contention for moment or team of the year right there for Southern women. Um, how about seeing Marquise Bell announce FAMU on primetime TV? That De definitely uh, yeah, that was a good one. <laughs> that was one of those top moments. Uh, I think EA dropping LeBron breaking a scoring record wearing some uh FAMU shoes. And don't get me started on the FAMU shoes that we can never buy. Uh, so, so <laughs> I don't even don't even start me on that. Don't even start me, y'all. If I see one more 
Man, <laughs> one more. If I see one more picture come out of the athletic department about it. <laughs> you, you, you ain't got, got these. I might have to. You know, because hey, we can't get these. Yeah, we can't get these. <laughs> and y'all missing out on the revenue from these. Yeah, For real. Right. Let me For real. Yeah, boy. Um, uh, did you name yours, Kelvin? I'm going to go with, I'm going to just keep it. I'm going to be a little lazy and easy. Uh, Darius Richards. He had some big time wins at Central um, out of conference. And, uh, you know, he was the face for most of the season of uh, HBCU football, which is the most visible sport, um, Florida kid. And uh, he could do it all. And the, and the main reason I'm going with him is because so much of their offense depended on him playing well. Yes, it did. Yeah. I mean, he he was the key to their team. So, and he lived up to those expectations. So, I, I'll go with him. And also, Kelvin, People knew he was the key, and he still excelled. That's the thing. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Um. That's this. Is, I don't really. It's hard to think of a player of the year. This is one of those ones, Kelvin. You you stumped me with this one. I mean, this one year. I mean, I don't know. Defensively, I feel like I. You know, Isaiah Major. What he did this year is probably the first. When I think of all the football players, I mean, you talked about Davius on the on the offensive side. I mean, show me, give me somebody on defense who was more impactful. Uh, I I don't I don't really know. I don't know if there was anybody. I mean, there's a lot of good defensive players floating around, but was there anybody more impactful for his team? Um, I, I don't think so. I don't think so. Um. I don't think we had any major records that were set when I think about track and field or when I think about baseball, softball. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't think we had any no hitters or anything like that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, recency bias. I got to lean on Isaiah Major. <laughs> yeah. Uh, all right. All right. Um well, hey, Vaughn, we got you here. I don't, you know, I don't know. We, our last category was HBCU Media slash Podcaster of the Year. Um, I'm going to guess y'all trying to get me in trouble. <laughs> hey, look. Hey, we we weren't planning. Uh, we weren't. We weren't planning on you being here the whole time when these, when these <laughs> yeah. questions came up. Yeah, we, we we thought you weren't be here, and then we can we can talk about you after. We I can go. I can go. I can go. <laughs> no, I would I, I would pick somebody who's in our chats because every time I watch his show, I just learn so much. I learn. I I, I love the dude because he's just a walking encyclopedia of HBCU. I mean, just anything. I call him when I have a question, and he doesn't go look it up. He just recalls what mm-hmm. the answer is, mm-hmm. and so I would have to go with Kenyatta Cavill. Hey, that's a that that's a good one. That's a good one. I uh, I can't uh, I can't I can't disagree. Doc is uh, Doc is Doc is. I I tell you, I had such fun writing an article that he and I did on dynasty makers this was after uh nick saban won his last national title and there was just the whole 
hubbub about, oh, Nick Saban's done this, that, and the other. And I'm like, wait a minute. What about these guys like Jake Gaither, you know, and Eddie Robinson? And then uh, and then I called Dot, and then Dot put me on to Billy Nix. And just we, we just got into talking about – I was like, oh, Billy Nix. I had never heard of Billy Nix. And then I'm traveling down the – and I mean, just the history that is there and the appreciation – uh, and it was such a fun article to write. And, um, I mean, so, you know, I think it still, it still reads well later, but it, but it did talk about, you know, it, it, you go through those and you understand those dynasties and that kind of the way we try to define it doing that article was just kind of looking at, uh, a dynasty, if you, whatever you might consider a dynasty and in and, and, and the purposes of that article, we just talked about a 10 year time span, right? The greatest 10 year time span. And then you looked at, Jake Gaither had a 10-year time span. I mean, of all the years, but there was this particular 10-year period where you were like, wow, Jake Gaither family was really, really, really good. And same thing, Eddie Robinson had a 10-year period like that as well. And then that's what's so cool. Billy Nix had a 10-year period like that. And then you start going down the road, and then you say, oh, well, this coach had a great five- or seven-year period. And just, I mean, we're going to be one day, we're going we're gonna to talk about this little five-year period that Willie Simmons, I know we're going to talk about it <laughs> 20 years from now. They're going to talk about what this five-year and hopefully, God willing, another five-plus at FAMU. But, man, I tell you, you know what, what they got to do. Yep. Yeah, right. You know what it is. Hashtag. Hashtag. Willie Simmons. Uh, that has to happen. But, but yeah, there's uh, – Doc is uh, Doc is a real one. Dr. Kenyatta. Yeah. Uh, how about how about you, Kelvin? You want to go anywhere, anywhere with that one? I'm I'm, I'm going to cheat a little bit on this time. I'm I'm a call too. Okay. And, and I, I kind of think about things, and and, I, and I'm purposely excluding us and our shows, so that includes sports rap because, okay, you know I, I I watch both of them, you know, first, <laughs> you know, <laughs> but um, but I do watch. I, I'm a YouTuber now, man. I watch more YouTube than I watch regular TV. Mm. So, so I watch everybody. Yeah. So I'm going to go with, and I'm not saying this because Vaughn here, but I'm going to go with HBCU game day. They have that, they have that longevity, you know, mm-hmm. been around a long time and, and, and they have a prof- professionalism that they bring to the table. Um. So, so, I, you know, I, I enjoy watching, you know, their different, constituencies that that do that then i gotta go with my, my boy blue i enjoy watching blue yeah blue 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 know his stuff yeah. <laughs> and, and, and and blue give it to you real right he, he ain't trying to you know you can agree with him you can disagree with him but but he always has an explanation for the information he shared right he has a reason a thought behind it that for the most part you can follow so and he's been lawyer ever since he got into the space of uh, covering HBCUs, even though he does more than just HBCUs. Yeah. He's never left. Uh, uh, and when he talks HBCUs, he know what the hell he's talking about still. <laughs> so, so, yeah. so definitely I got, I got to show him some love too. Um, I, I'm going to put a special mention for the future. And, and I, I think, you know, where I'm going to go rising star. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, Liv. definitely. Olivia yeah. Antilla, if if y'all aren't following Live for Hoops, if you're not paying attention, look, we we get Live. We look, she answers my calls now. 
Pretty soon, Liv won't so be answering going, my calls. Hey, I'm gonna get voicemails and text three days later. She's uh, on the fast and, track. Hey, she she's on the fast track, man. I'm telling you, and the stuff that she just knows, I'm telling you, is is crazy. Look, hey, I had the idea of on it. I'm I'm gonna put this. I'm gonna speak it into existence. Mm-hmm. This upcoming season, we have to have a women's FAMU women's basketball reunion day for the sole purposes. I need to get two people in the building. I need to get Liv down to Tallahassee. And then I got to get Natalie white who follows the show. Hey, Natalie, how you doing? You follow the show. Thank you. Hopefully, but we, I want Natalie white and live down. I want to, I want to have a, a FAMU women's basketball reunion day. And I'd say we do it the last game against Bethune. And somehow we need to make a big deal out of it. So I'm speaking it into an existence right now while you're on the line. I know Keith from Fangs Up Podcast is watching. We're going to find a way to make this happen and and bring these people because I would love to do a show and hear these, these great, FAMU women's basketball players just talk about basketball, talk about FAMU, and just I, I think it'd be a great round table to just kind of turn on the mics and just get out of the way. Um you I, know, I, you know, and also EA said um yeah, this may not be popular, but off script should be a nominee. We had a Scotty and I had a long talk when he came for the um swag championship mm-hmm. and i could tell he was a little timid you know because he talks about all of us everybody everybody nobody's off limits no nobody if, if he if he only picked on a couple of people then you'd say you know why me, why me? right yeah yeah but i told him i said dude you're doing a good job there's a space for everybody to coexist mm-hmm. and the reality if you know anything about media the article I wrote about best available HBCU coaches, he did a show on that. Yeah. Right. Had me up there, gave me the credit. Do you know how many views that article got because he did that? Mm-hmm. He was yeah. talking about how I got it wrong and certain, certain people shouldn't be in there or whatever. I don't care. Yeah. The clicks he sent lots of traffic back to our site by even doing that. So he, I could tell he was a little apprehensive. We sat there and talked for an hour. Listen, at the end of the day, he's a black man running a business. He's got to do what he's got to do. I'm, I, I, I'm, a, I'm a, I grew up in the sticks and stones. They break my bones, but words will never hurt me. I don't care. I'm a big boy. Yeah. He does what yeah. he does. I do what I do, yeah. and yeah. we can peacefully coexist. There is no competition. Right? Absolutely. So that. So yeah. Off script. Um, he does a great job. He does a great job at what he does. For real. <laughs> yeah. And Scotty did the same thing with uh, our belt show after that first game. That yeah. Was that, was <laughs> that, was, that was hilarious. That was hilarious. Yeah. yeah. Um, we, we all got to laugh uh, a little bit. You know, we, 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 we shout all out to Scotty. Are, yeah, shout out to Scotty. We all uptight all the time. Sometimes he's he's the funniest thing on YouTube sometimes, you know. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's entertaining for sure. For sure. All right. Uh, Vaughn, go ahead. Yeah. Go ahead. No, go, go ahead. 
Well, I was just, I was just going. You know, I know we've held Vaughn for for longer than I'm sure that he thought he we was did. Come us. <laughs> um, if I wanted to get off, I'd have left. I, I know. I, I got, know. A, I got an off button up there, right? I'm good. <laughs> well, I look because the only reason I said that because I know there's people like itching to be like, we y'all gonna get to recruiting stuff, and like, and Marcus would kill me because Marcus put together some really dope uh, info graphics on um on the uh on the graphics on the uh recruiting list and so i just felt like okay we got to get that into into the feed here before we before we check out so um that's why i said i don't know let me see that where is this file that he sent me um oh where is it at all right that's probably what i need to do that's what i'm saying i need to figure out Oh no! Here it is. Okay, <clears throat> let me load. Let me load this up because I know some of you <clears throat> are are itching to kind of hear and see this list of guys what? that uh, that that number together. one that that number one recruiting class that number one recruiting class that that, that secure Willie Simmons recruiting class. <laughs> right yeah i love this edwin thank you yes i'm out of school look i but but kelvin has to still work though so i'm trying yeah. to be respectful of others and i'm sure Vaughn may even have to work too but yes i'm out of school hey i'm living i'm living life like it's golden right now you know i you know i'm staying up super late you know on ridiculously hours uh all right here we go we're talking about the the, the recruiting class and so the first group of guys are the guys who have signed. Now, again, these are the first official signees. Now, <clears throat> make it, uh, we'll go through here. Um, Kelvin, jump in here. And unfortunately, I didn't prepare any videos like I really wanted to. <clears throat> so I'll have to kind of add in these on a post in post-production. Yeah, but, yeah uh, just one. First one of the Jalen Neal. Go ahead. Yeah. Just one of the few high school guys that are part of this uh, early signing period come from a powerhouse program that plays for the, pretty much the Georgia highest classification championship most of the time every year. Um, you know, uh, DB, you know, a, a, a position where we have some returning guys coming with Jenkins and and a bowler, so we don't we won't necessarily have to throw him, but he'll probably be a part of that. He'll have an opportunity to be a part of that depth. And I, we got some non high school guys too, so I imagine, um, you know, we we have time to bring them along. But uh, highly rated uh high school player out of a powerhouse program, played against great competition. Okay, next one is uh, now. Can I say this? I'm well, I'm going to say it anyway. Um, we had heard that there might be two, two quarterbacks so far. This is the one. This is the early one. Daniel Richardson, uh, six foot two hundred five, transferred from FAU. Now, what I find interesting about Richardson is he started two solid seasons at Central Michigan. Mm-hmm. Um. Uh, very good seasons at Michigan. Yeah. Uh, we go look at the stats. Then uh, that, and actually he was there for four years. So if you do the time calendar, he was there for four years. His first year was probably just a red shirt year. Uh, then coming out of central Michigan, 
with two years of eligibility. He transferred to Florida Atlantic, where uh, he had another pretty good season. Um, I think if I saw correctly, his completion percentage was in the 60s. 65, 67, yeah. Right, which was yeah. – uh, he had another year like that his two years ago at Central Michigan. His last year at Central Michigan was a little lower, below 60, but the year before it was also in the 60s. So he's had two of his three uh, seasons in which he has been a starter where his completion percentages was in the 65% range. And, of course, he's from Miami, Florida. Uh, went to uh, Carroll City. Carroll City. Yep. And you so you got to know any kid to come out around that time from Dade has a relationship with Billy Rowe. Yeah. Okay. Okay. <laughs> it's a good tie-in. Good tie-in. Um, so it'll be interesting to see. We, he's got one-year eligibility. So he's coming in uh, either to compete for the job, you know, or, you know, to be a part of, the, the family and this great legacy that uh, that Coach Simmons is building, but I got a feeling he's coming in to compete. Uh, to be honest, and he and he oh, has no experience. Doubt. Oh, he from Miami, absolutely. He's going to compete. Oh, yeah. He's going to come. <laughs> in, no doubt. No doubt. Um, then I, I like what we addressed the fact that I, I recall Coach Simmons saying that receivers was receivers, the receiving position was a position of need. That you know we're losing a lot of guys. So one of the first receivers that we signed in of course Amari Johnson a transfer from UCF also check the check the school Carroll City Carroll City Carroll City another South Florida guy uh probably teammate same thing yeah 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 I noticed yeah. that 2018 uh team so a teammate uh who who was at UCF I didn't check the number of years of eligibility left so I don't but I would imagine probably one maybe, uh, given if he's also part of that 2018 class. Well, he's part of 2019, so he may actually have two years. Yeah, I yeah. think so. Um, another wide receiver. This one is Davion Walker, 6'3", uh, 180 from Warner Robins. He is a Vanderbilt transfer, uh, former three-star. Uh, and you can see some of his accolades. He went to Warner Robin High School, a part of a state championship team in 2021. Very good program mm -hmm. out of the state of Georgia. Yep. Um, and um, a little longer receiver, you know, somebody with some length. Big right. target. Yep. Big target. 6'3, 180. Uh, moving over to the offensive line. Uh, this is second a high uh, school. Second high school guy, Jeremy uh, Fishkin. From out of Stoneman Douglas, 6'5", 300. So, Man, uh, just imagine when you get him on a uh, college uh, weight program. Right. He coming in at 6'5", 300 now. <laughs> yeah, that's pretty good. And, uh, and I, saw his, I saw his film. He keeps blocking. Yeah. <laughs> he keeps blocking. When he let you, he keeps yeah. blocking. So running back is yeah. going to like him. And and he played he, he played at a high school that plays has to play a lot of good competition at down in South Florida. So oh, yeah. he's played against some really good teams too. Uh moving over to the other side of the ball, the defensive line, Montre Edwards, 6'3, uh, 290 from Holmes County Central High School. That's out of Lexington, Mississippi, uh, class of 2020. Uh most recently he was a junior college, come out of uh uh, Chippewa Lincoln, 
in uh, Mississippi. Those Mississippi uh, Community College, they just, you know, there's just talent floating all around over there. And you can see he was a three-star guy, um, was the 2023 Mississippi Association of Community College Conference, all-conference all team. So, um, you know, coach talked about depth, uh, or no, not just depth, but the defensive line. Defensive line in the trenches, this is what we do, right? That's that's the that's the that's the hallmark of our team the last two or three years is that dark cloud defense, man. And we we taking just like at the tight end position and the receiver position, we we take we losing quite a bit at the defensive tackle nose position outside of General Hunt. I think we lost all those almost all those guys in the interior. So so you know you get you go after a, a experienced guy who's had a lot of playing, who's played a lot, you know, at the JUCO level and and has a, a group of five power five uh, um, accolades and um, highly rated. So you figure that's going to translate. He won't be able to come in and compete for a starting position next to general. Yep. All right. Uh, another three star. This one on the offensive side of the ball. Tight end Sage Ennis coming over from Clemson. Uh, a local guy coming home with the Tallahassee. Lincoln, I believe I heard that he had played for Quinn Gray. He uh, did. Quinn was at Lincoln, right? Yes, that's correct. And then, and then you got to think we got to uh, replace Kamari. Yes, Young, who was just, you know, I, at the Celebration Bowl when it was fourth and six. Yes, Will Brown from Jacksonville will tell you I screamed, throw the ding ball to Kamari because yes. he. We all know he doesn't put it down. That's he doesn't correct. put it on the ground. He catches it. And when they threw it, not only did Will, but everybody around me looked like, did I know? I'm like, it's just common sense. The man right. is solid at tight end. He doesn't drop the ball. and He's going to move forward with it. So we're going to need somebody to replace it. And I'm hoping this young man will compete for that job. Yeah. We, and uh, we, we, I think we really showed our ability to use the tight ends and how big of an advantage it turned out. And so yes. I, I really like the idea that coach is going out and finding some some more tight ends of the same. I mean, think about what we had. We had a 6'5", Jeremy Pruitt. We had a 6'5", uh, uh, Kamari uh, Young. Um, and then who was six the other? 6'3". 6'3". Uh, who, who was the other? Uh, who was the other? Number, eight, number 18. Uh, 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 Kobe Gars. Kobe. Kobe, Kobe. Who, who, yeah. Uh, who's coming back? He's coming back. Okay, that's what I yeah, thought. Yeah. I thought he was coming yeah, back. Yeah. Okay, and so I mean that's a that's a positive. I, I think I think the, the the interesting thing about uh Sage is that he played a lot at Clemson. He just didn't. He was more of a blocker. He yeah. didn't really you know see a lot of pass reception or attempts at him. But I mean he in terms of number of, of, of plays he 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 played a lot there. So. He's he's someone who's played at power five level so with some significant time. So, mm -hmm. uh, okay, out wide again. Our third wide receiver that we brought in, um, Aseon. I think I'm saying this right. Aseon or Aseon Cobb. I think uh, it's Aseon. Aseon Cobb, six two one ninety five from Jones High School. Right, Jones here. High School. Well, he coming coming back to put on the orange and green. Coming back to put on orange and green. Exactly. I think this is the third FAU guy uh, that we picked up. We're picking up a lot of FAU guys. Um, former three-star. Um, 
you know. Uh, I, I wish uh, uh, Marcus was here, but I'm, I'm, I think I'm accurate in saying this. A lot of these guys we 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 offered uh, out of high school, so it was it, it wasn't like some of this some of our staff didn't have relationships with these kids already. So that that makes it easier for them if things didn't work out and they ready to, to, to choose another school coming home. It makes it a lot easier because we have relationships with those kids or their coaches. Right, right. All right. Uh, the next signee, the one that I think broke the internet, uh, as we like to say, uh, right out of the backyard, former five-star uh, Demarie Tate, uh, defensive back uh, from Freedom High School in Orlando, played over at Florida State uh, the past couple years. And if I'm not mistaken, this is now the third five-star uh, going far back to uh, Calvin Ashley, to Cardell Thomas, mm-hmm. and now I think Tate would be the third uh, five-star or transfer five-star to come over. And uh, so, uh, you know, I talk, I talk, I talk about you know, there's a lot of talk about Florida State players coming over to FAMU, but what what a lot of people don't realize is. The transfer portal is also the black hole. I call it the black hole. There are, what, about 4,000 kids in the transfer portal yeah. now? Yes. They're not, there are not enough scholarships for all of those kids. So some are going to get lost there in the black hole. So yeah. to be honest, if you don't have a decision made before you go in the transfer portal, you want to kind of make a good decision pretty briskly because you don't want to get caught in there as several athletes do the transfer portal is not all glory nope because there's a lot there is a dark side to it of kids that go in there thinking they're going to get this offer and they don't and they lose what they already had now they don't have a scholarship at all so correct me for, if I'm for, wrong. Have we haven't hasn't a couple of fam you guys found that out yes okay yeah and uh, yeah and so it's it's not I think people read into it wrong with the Florida state kids coming over. Of course they do. All it's saying is they see an opportunity to play. FAMU has been highly publicized in Tallahassee, Leon County. I mean, we were front page of the paper for winning the celebration bowl, not the sports section, the paper. Three guys guys in the NFL right now too. Three guys in the NFL. So, you know, as opposed to going out, and searching something unfamiliar, if they already have an apartment in Tallahassee, they don't even have to move. Yep. And they can continue to play ball and pursue. So I think those kind of factor into the attraction that FAMU presents to a Florida State player that is not getting the player time that he wants, that does not already have an arrangement to where he might be going. FAMU looks pretty good. Mm-hmm. Another wide receiver, the fourth wide receiver that we have signed, if I'm not mistaken. Um, not surprised again. Think about the number of – we talked about this in the preseason. How many wide receivers were we losing, Kelvin? At least about eight. Uh, uh, ten, ten if you had the tight ends into it. And then yeah. we had some – we had, what, three going in the transfer portal. Yeah. So, um, look, that was an open position. And here we are signing guys, another three-star uh, this time, Jalen Smith. I think this is the third or second Jalen. So, I mean, get, good luck keeping track of the Jalen. <laughs> <laughs> He's from Mandarin High School in Jacksonville with the Bowling Green and uh, also was at uh, Copia Lincoln 
in Mississippi. Uh, remember that? Remember that recruiting trip that Coach yep. Riz took out to Mississippi? Mm. Yeah. Yeah, he might he might have snagged a couple. I remember when Coach Riz was going out to Mississippi. Uh, I think that was our was that the Valley game when we were playing yeah. out. Yeah, I remember Coach Riz, uh, Riz said he was uh, uh, making making a, a few stops along mm-hmm. the way. Uh, yeah, he came on the show that week. Yeah, 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 definitely. So uh, it's paying off. It's paying off. And I think we had one other signee who I think uh, Caleb Riley, six uh, five two ninety. Offensive lineman from Miami Norland High School. Of course, they were a state finalist this past year. Uh, was named the most improved player in their awards season. Billy, Billy Rowe previously coached there. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, so I believe uh, Marcus had said he had signed, although we didn't, we couldn't find the graphic for that. So maybe, maybe he's a verbal. But uh, but anyway, we've got him on the sign list uh okay so this next group of guys are these are the guys who are verbaled but we haven't signed yet we haven't seen the verbal commitments yet uh we start with uh zay williams 510 athlete from colquitt county high school in moultrie uh you can see um kind of the stats on him an all-region player first team on offense um probably another receiver type um, so if, if that's the case, make that the fifth one now. Um, but you know, obviously he's more of a um, uh, more of a uh, a high school uh, commit. Uh, then of course one of the one. One of, this is a big one right here. Four star running back Rodney Hill, five ten one ninety from out of Statesboro, Georgia, Bullock Academy, class of twenty twenty two, Florida State uh, player. Uh, if you see, I've seen the, I've seen him run. It was just like, oof. It it kind of it 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 brought flashbacks of seeing those one or two plays of Jaquez Yant at Nebraska, and you just were like, whoa, that's coming. That that kind of talent is coming. Oof. Uh, you guys have seen it. What what's your impressions there uh, of of Rodney Hill? I think it's a I think it's a great pickup. Very very solid runner. And, um, you know, he's probably the closest thing in the class to what Terrell Jennings turned out to be, which is an absolutely solid every down back. And uh, I think uh, uh, Rodney is definitely a a solid every down back. Mm -hmm. Uh, Well, just to add real quick, you got to remember, this this kid was third on the depth chart. Uh, Right now, had he not been in the transfer report and committed to us, he would be probably uh probably starting. He'd huh? definitely be he he'd definitely be second string behind well total feel is is getting surgery, I thought. I thought I thought he, they said he's having surgery, so he'd probably be starting. Yeah, he'd probably be starting against Georgia. Yeah. yeah. Well we'll we'll definitely uh we'll definitely take it. Um like I said another kid who doesn't have to worry about you know, doing too much moving around. Uh, you got to stay where stay where you're at. You know, you know the city, and uh, you just got to you know just drive a different direction going to school. Um, Sam Sam Dixie chimed in and said we had another five star back in the day that played wide receiver for Billy Joe. Uh, it was switched to safety his senior year. His dad. You talking about 
He talking about Card Card Carden. I think he talking about Card. What's his name? Cardio Alexander or Cardinal Alexander? Ray Alexander's son. Oh, Ray Alexander. Oh, Car yeah, I think that's who he's trying to reference. Okay, so he was a five star. Okay, so then he would have been. Uh, I guess he I, been the first. I don't, I don't. I can't remember what he was, but he was a heck of a receiver, though. <laughs> uh, Chuck. Oh, go ahead. Hey, how no, much of ahead. an impact do you think? And I guess we'd have to take a look at these recruits and once it's all done, the impact of hosting the FHSAA state championships. Um, I, I'm seeing a comment from Chuck uh, that's asking about the, or at least brings up that fact. And then, you know, the impact of that game, uh, even maybe even the game in which we played down in, uh, in Hard Rock Stadium. You know, it'd be interesting to kind of find out from these guys we got, two FBS, we, we got two FBS games next year, too. Yeah. The next two years. The next two years, yep, because those are yeah. 12. It's a 12-game schedule yeah. for the next two seasons, so that gives us four non-conference games. Obviously, we know that SWAC is an eight-game schedule, uh, so that gives us four non-conference for the next two seasons. And I know we have Miami next year, and then two years. Troy. We have Miami Troy. Troy. Yeah, and then, and then the next year we've got Florida and – Somebody else. I don't know if it's all South South Alabama is uh, South it is South Alabama. Yep, it's yeah. South Alabama. Yep. Good call. Good call. Mm -hmm. Okay. Uh offensive linemen who transferred from Florida State have done pretty well. So how about this? Uh Quayshawn Sapp, 6'4, 325, went to Lee County High School, class of 2022, three-star coming over from Florida State. I like these. I like these South Georgia guys because yeah. you know when you play football in South Georgia, you know they physical. Yeah, and you know he playing six A is like playing college anyway. So yeah, six A <laughs> in high school, he's used to big competition. Yeah, yeah, that, that can't be that can't be underscored at all. I mean, that's that's why you see the success that uh, FAMU has had. Gotta love it. Uh, now let's see this next young man. Derek McGee, 5'11", 210. He's a high school uh, from Florida yep. State University School uh, right there up there where you guys are. Florida High. Florida, Florida High. High. Florida <laughs> High. Yeah, I know. I, I I call it Florida High, too. I noticed this. I said, what is this Florida State University School? Florida High. That was, you know. um, so Derek McGee coming over. Good to see a high school recruit committed. I'm sure he'll be signing. Uh, then – uh, three-star transfer from Michigan State University, a DB slash linebacker. I love the size. 6'3", 200, Quavian Carter uh, from Lee County, Leesburg, Georgia. Leesburg, South Georgia. South Georgia. Boy, I tell you what. Mm -hmm. um, cannot be underscored how, how big this is. And then I uh, got one more here for you from off the list. Of course, uh, Trayvon Washington, defensive end, 6'4", 220, from Monarch High School down in Coconut Creek, Florida. Um, he is a high school commit. Uh, just most recently, uh, his school went to the 4A Metro Regional Finals, and uh, they went to the semifinals the year earlier. So a lot of games under his belt, and 4A Metro is essentially – Probably a, if, if it were the old school classifications, it would qualify as six or seven A. So basically, large, large school, large city, 
and uh, he, he's played some competition. So looking forward to him. And then, of course, you know, as mentioned earlier, the uh, the recruit that dropped in earlier, um, obviously that came out before this. All right. So by my count, I think Marcus, did you, what did he say? We had, what did he say the number was, Kelvin? Did you see that in the chat real quick? I, I did. He said I want to say about, was, about what, 15? Including uh, the commits. Trying to see if I can find it here real quick. Um, yeah, I know where I, he put it somewhere. It might have been in the um, on in the Twitter chat feed that yeah, we have. Yeah, that, that's what it was. All right. Hey, secure. secure what's the hashtag, Bon? Secure Willie. <laughs> secure Willie Simmons. <laughs> hashtag right secure now. Willie Simmons. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, y'all make sure we get that. We get that going. Hold on, let me make sure. I think I had it up. Uh, overall, what's your what's your thoughts on the early signing period from FAMU and and in comparison to other schools? I mean, is it a flat out? You look, I don't I don't get excited about being number one and all that stuff, but it is it is fun to kind of poke your chest out and say, hey, we had the top recruiting class so far. What what are you seeing from from other schools in comparison to what FAMU just did? I think um, you know, to be honest, I I like the mix. Um, of players that we brought in, not I, I don't look at the stars as much. I look at it and it puts it on their resume, but we're getting the actual pieces that we need. You know, uh, there was some time well, Florida State when they were having some of their worst years, they had the highest recruiting class because they went after the numbers. And um, so, and and Notre Dame did the same thing. They would go after the numbers, so they would have the number one recruiting class, but it's not actually the pieces they need to actually function. I think we got a good mix of players that we all know we're missing people in those positions, and we, and we need to fill those positions with good players. And so whether it's a three-star or a hungry two-star, if we've got players that want to come in that are hungry, they want to be a part of the FAMU system, that's the key, is not filling up with five and four-stars. Mm-hmm. And and to that and to that point, Vaughn, Coach Simmons and staff have done a really great job of eva- talent evaluation. You look at kids like Xavier and, and, and Isaiah Land, who stay who came with the program with no stars, with really no offers, and, mm-hmm. and both in the NFL now. So that shows that we can develop players if you buy in and put in the work as well as you take somebody like Marquise, who's going to get a major contract uh, after this season, who's uh, was somebody who transferred in. So so whether you transfer in or you're a little undersized, a, a tweener, if you buy in and you put in the work, we are we have proven that you you have opportunity if, if going to the next level and playing is what you want to do. So um, I think this class reflects that. The only thing missing for me, and I know it's early, and I know they probably like most most responsible programs with roster management, they're gonna wait and hold a few back to after the spring, and then they still got the 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 the, the um the regular uh signing section the first Wednesday in, in in February. The only thing I see missing at this point right now uh is is is, is more depth for the defensive line and the uh and the uh, offensive line. Mm-hmm. And I'm and I'm sure they'll be addressing that because Coach Simmons said that was the 
place of need, along with tight end receivers. We've hit the receivers. We brought most of our linebackers coming back. Of course, we lose an Isaiah Major, but we brought in some linebackers. Uh, we, we brought in some DBs. Uh, I think we're going to need to get our numbers up at the uh, in the trenches. Um, the elephant in the room has to be the discussion about Andrew Body. Um, I know it's been out there, and I know I've seen uh, or heard that one of his options or, or one of his schools that's on his wish list. Now, I don't know if FAMU is recruiting him, uh, you know, but I know on his wish list, I think FAMU was there along with Prairie View and them. What are your guys' thoughts on is Andrew Body a fit in this system? Um, he's a little taller than I thought he was. He's at, li- listed at 6'1". I thought he was more like 5'10", but he's actually listed at 6'1". What are your thoughts on would Andrew Body, with two years of eligibility, be a good fit in this system? I, w- I would like to know which was hasn't been disclosed yet. What was the injury that kept him out this season? I said it kind of low. I, w- I would like to know what was the injury that kept him out from playing this season that was only discovered like close to the season. That to me is a red flag. I just, I thought it was a shoulder. I thought it was a shoulder, a carryover from the a shoulder injury carryover from that last game of 2022. And maybe it was re-aggravated. I, that's just hmm. kind of what. Yeah, those kind of. I would like to know, you know, the ex- the extent of that be- before you, you know. Right, Southern. Be- I guess was another oh. school out there that he was looking at. Yeah. So, so for me, I'm a fan. I like his game. Hmm. I, I really. I mean, his production is his production. You you've seen him. As a as a two year starter, you see what he's capable of. You know what his team was before he got there. There was there was perennial doormat. Then they automatically became competitive. His two years leading the program, so um, I, I I like him. But you know it's, it's just you know that's that's a coach's decision. I, I, whether he's a fit or not, I think Willie Systems, I mean, it's an RPO, so a, a guy that can do both, you know, run and pass, I, I would think would fit nicely. And an experienced guy who's, you know, put up numbers against most of the SWAC. So, uh, and familiar with the SWAC conference. So I, I like him. And, you know, if coach decides that's, that's, that's a good fit and, 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 and they make it happen, I'd be ecstatic. <laughs> but but Kevin either way, Kelvin will be but, running around. That's my quarterback. That's my quarterback. But, <laughs> that's, that's my quarterback. But either way, I am an Andrew Body fan. That's right, Mama I, Body. I, I'm still a fan. I, I know you are. We know you are. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. Um, all right. I, I think from from that perspective, in terms of recruiting, that's what we've got for now. We'll, we'll, we'll obviously. We'll keep our eyes on the internet and the bat signal uh, that goes up from Coach Riz, um, and, and we kind of see that going on. Um, real quick, oh, also, hey, we need another. We need another punter. Another one. There I wasn't thought a punter was coming. Is Will no. Hoyt gone? Will Hoyt's gone. I, I, I thought I thought he had another year. 
Oh, hit with Will Hoy has another year. Oh, good. Yeah, uh, I, 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 I thought I thought that was the yeah. next. I, I would I hope he has. Co- a, yeah, I think man, coach said, yeah, co- coach said that uh, all the specialists were returning. Oh, man, let me tell you, in that celebration bowl, that last punt he had was yes. so crucial. Yes. That was a Look, crucial. That was a big point, and he yeah. put that foot in it. Look, so I like I, I I like our kickers, and they like being where they are. They have fun out there. And um and they're very effective. They're very very effective. So, yeah. uh, Hollow asks why? Who's counting out Junior? I don't think anyone's counting out Junior. No. Ain't nobody here. No, I said he's the incumbent. Yeah, but yeah. And, and you know what? You also Coach Simmons has also said he's the incumbent, but he's also said there's compete. competition. Yeah. He's got to compete for. He has to look when you have invested two years behind, uh. Uh, Jeremy Musa and Musa, except for the one game, right where he didn't play, he took all the snaps. Even the games where where you guys wanted to see other quarterbacks come in, uh, Musa still took all the snaps, right? <laughs> Even in the blowouts, <laughs> he took all the snaps to the disgruntlement of many. Uh, but anyway, uh, <laughs> but anyway, so you look, Junior had the one game, yeah, yeah. A little disappointing. I've seen better in the spring games than I did in the actual real game. So, mm. uh, you know, I ho- hopefully you get more spring game junior Murtovic than you got in that one game against Lincoln I hope the West Coast. I hope, I hope it's a true open competition. I, I, I'm just saying. I, you know what? And at the end of the day, <laughs> I, I want to see. I want to see the ability of everybody. Right. Uh, right. You know, and then best man win. Yeah. yeah. It's the, it, the it's same place. I'm gonna tell the you same place. Call, see, that, call the see, same that, place that, for that, all that, of them. See that that's the part right there that I was gonna ask. How do you really judge? You know, is it a feel? Is it a reality? Like you, like Vaughn talked about the band competition. Everybody played the same song, and uh, let, let me hear what you sound like. But <laughs> how do you really get an evaluation? Doesn't it have to be, you know, different plays, the production? I mean, it. it it really is. All the above. It, it ain't one thing. Yeah, it, there's no exact science. Uh, and then, but, I, but I do think it's a, one of those things where you 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 see it and you know when you know. <laughs> and it's kind of what I said about Jeremy at uh, the very first spring game. I I told people on the sideline, I, that's, that's QB1. I mean, I know Rashawn is out there, but I'm telling you now, uh, Moose is going to be the dude. And so we got to wait to see. And and I think it's 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 not only what they do on the field. Let me tell you about Musa. I walked in uh, before the a couple of days before the celebration bowl. Um, was dropping something off to Coach Simmons, and he had the quarterbacks in his office. They were watching film on Howard. And literally, as soon as the last man got in place in the quarterback room, Musa was calling out the offense. I mean, he was calling out the defense. I'm saying he was calling out defense three high. Well, that's a uh, cover two. Man to man, he was calling them out so fast. The they had the man last man was just getting in place, and he could recognize the defense. So, so it also those intangibles are you know it, it, when you when you're trying to figure out the quarterback, knowing that they understand what's going on in front of them. Man, quarterback is a very cerebral position. Very, very cerebral. You got to have talent, but you got to be able to think as well. So that that is probably what 
took Musa as quickly in front of McKay as is is as quickly as his arm did. I think it'll be fun. I, I think spring, I think spring game, spring practice season and the games when you have a quarterback, a real true quarterback competition. Uh, it look, it's fun for us, uh, whether it be media or fans. It's probably got to be nerve wracking for coaches, um, but I think it'll be it'll make for an exciting spring because that's what we will talk about every day. We will talk about the incompletions, the completions, body language, eyes. You know, who came to the sideline to get some water versus who went to go study to play. I mean, we'll, we'll talk about every every cotton who, thing. Who came to the defense and picked him up when he got hit yeah. out of bounds? <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, I, I'm, I'm, I'm watching the offensive lineman. Hey, if the offensive lineman don't pick him up quickly, I mean, I, I'm, I'm writing that down. That's going down in the journal, and I will be talking about it. Yes, so. Uh, that'll be, that'll be fun to kind of talk about, um, real quick, just to hit a couple, somebody talked about Kamari Stevens, potentially who hopped back in the portal after a year at Jacksonville state. Would you accept Kamari Stevens back? <laughs> Look, Vaughn, I saw your eye roll. What is it? Y'all know why too. Y'all, y'all know exactly why. Somebody, somebody mentioned that they saw they they like watching my interviews. I sat there right across from Kamara. He told me he was back. Yeah, and then hey. he's gone. So yeah. that's hey. no. I, I wasn't I wasn't sleep, Edwin. I was rolling my eyes because the man sat right there and told me he was back, and then he went over to Jacksonville State. So I wasn't hey. sleep. What was that song? It's funny how how you feel shows on your face, <laughs> <laughs> right? <laughs> so if I feel that way, imagine what the other players feel. Yeah, you know, right, right. Yeah, it's got yeah. that portal has a has an effect. Now you divorced us when you left. You know, yeah. I don't see can, that many can, guys going back to their team uh, in the can portal. I, can I? Can I trust you? Yeah, I, I right. Don't. That 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 no. that's the thing. Can I trust you? Yeah. Or did you just go there and thought it was green over there? And now we want a celebration bowl. Now you want to be back with yeah. us. And, and yeah. I thought he had a good season. I thought he played. I mean, unless I missed. No, nah, he didn't. No, nah, he did spot duty. He oh, yeah, he did spot duty. duty. All right. So maybe it was just a one game. How I'm Mike right. Jones said, back then you didn't know me. Now I'm hot you all now on hot me. you all know me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, sweet ask about. The schedule coming out, two different things here. The schedule coming out and the champion package being released. Ooh, there's two the, loaded. The a, the, no, the AD said uh -oh. on her Twitter account, she said uh, it, it would be out the signing day, February the, the third, the third Wednesday in, in February. So we'll see if that happens. The schedule or the champions package? The packages and the packages can only come out if the schedule's out. They know we pretty much know we know all 12 teams and we know the dates of eight of them. We already did the work. Now. We, 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 just, we just we just we just waiting on those four where they gonna yeah. fall. We gotta those figure out the bye weeks. What those bye weeks are gonna look yeah. like. Yeah. Uh I, I have heard I've heard people talk about the Jackson State game being played in October mm -hmm. at Jackson State. Yeah, like the 19th or something like that. Right. I just hope they don't schedule us. Don't make the mistake, Jackson, of scheduling us for homecoming. Don't you dare do it. Don't you Please. do it. 
Don't you Please do, do it. it. Do it. Don't you nobody, do it. Nobody ain't standing no fam, you. Okay. okay. <laughs> I tell you, that's the that's the one big get back. And still, we got to go into their crib and bust them in their mouth. Um, the blue, the right. blue bottom. Hey, the blue, the blue bottom classic. The blue Whatever bottom man. classic. Yeah. <laughs> all right, I'm leaving on because uh, I can yeah, see it all night. <laughs> I, I know, I know. Um, all right, I don't see any other questions in the chat that we didn't get to. Uh, real quick, in terms of upcoming FAMU athletic schedules, Friday, yeah, Friday, women are at the University of North Florida in Jacksonville, 7 p.m. So hopefully. The Jacksonville Rattlers will show up for that game. That's another winnable game. We've had three or four <clears throat> winnable games that we've lost on the last possession or two. So this is another winnable game for the women, the last non-conference game. The men are traveling on Saturday uh, up to the University of South Carolina, uh, seven, oh, no, that's a 2 p.m. Eastern tip-off. Uh, no telling what that is going to look like, but hopefully the rest and time away will be good for them as they get ready to set uh, their last non-conference game. And then, of course, January 6th, uh, we are at Bethune for the opening of the SWAC season. That is Saturday. Now, I noticed... I think I'm going to go down for that. I, I think I am, I'm too. I'm, I, I'm already going to be on that way because I got a high school game over at Spruce Creek which is over in Port Orange. So that's like right up the road. You so, know, Reggie Thiel's got a lot to say about, you know, his streak against the Rattlers. So we got to go put him in his place. Oh, my God. Well, right now the women's game is set for 2 o'clock. The men's game is a TBA. So, I mean, I don't know what that really, really means, but unless they're going to be airing it on some kind of network at like 6 o'clock or something. Do you think uh, they'll let me sit on the stage when I go? <laughs> At the cafeteria, <laughs> I had I had I had to throw some shade, man. I had to throw some shade. I'm going to sit on the stage. That, that's historic Moore Gymnasium. Come on, man. That's one way you can call it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, it is historic, definitely. <laughs> uh, so we get there early, Rattlers. If you want to go, you better get there early. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah that game sells out there. Yeah, you you have to get there early for that one. Uh, well, they take up twenty five percent of the seats for the band anyway, so that's they part, they, they, they bring the whole band for that game. Yeah, don't try to sit in the upper deck because it'd be the band and and that and the whole upper deck would be the band. So I don't know where you're supposed to sit if that's the case. But uh, all right, on the stage, on the stage. Why don't we put, <laughs> why, why don't we put a band on the stage? They got a stage. Is that where the media goes? Is that where they put the media on the stage? Y'all are funny. All right. Uh, that's going to do it for, for this yeah. show. Uh, Vaughn, give the plugs. Let people know where they can find all your great content and your work and how they can reach you. First off, it's been my honor to be on with you guys. Vaughn Wilson with HBCU Game Day. You can find us there on on all social media platforms. Um, this was has been a great year so far for HBCUs, a calendar year, great calendar year. Just like I said, when, when we, when we could take pride in a gymnastics team, you know, like we did with Fisk, it's, it's a great year. It's a great time. And, um, you know, men's volleyball and that was, I mean, it's just some things that we haven't done before or, or being done. And you just love, 
we're orange and green and rattlers to our core, but we're also, we love HBCUs. So we love to see things happen around, you know, just not when they play in us, but we root for, we root for HBCUs yeah. to win. Absolutely. And that's, <laughs> that's really, that's really important. Um, and it's something that I want to emphasize also, I think it's really important that we as HBCU alumni, yeah, we talk smack when we're going against each other, but let's not cross the line. Let's remember we all in it together and right. we need to uplift each other and try to help each other as much as possible to get to an even higher level, specifically athletically. You know, we we'd already do a lot of great things at HBCUs, but let's not just talk about the great things we do academically and, and otherwise. Let's let's be great at everything we do. And so I, I next frontier our next opportunity is to take hb hbc athletics back to its rightful place kids are not starting to come back you know mm-hmm. parents and coaches are starting to steer kids back so let's be prepared to do right by them now that we are a consideration and and to give them an opportunity to have a great experience well said well said uh, again uh I speak for not just Sweet, but all the folks in the chat. I'm sure, Vaughn, man, it's a pleasure to have you on joining us. Um, but it's, it, look, it was so much fun. We need to take a commercial break. You know what I mean? <laughs> no, we need to take a commercial break. It was, I know, I know. Roy, I'm going to get a call. I'm going to get fussed at by Roy. Uh, Roy <laughs> you guys didn't take a commercial break at all. I know I'm going to get fussed at for that. Well, well, Brian, me and Kevin go back to Lucy Moten. It might take a lot of people on here to try to figure out what. Look up Lucy Moten. <laughs> Lord have mercy, you got me back one thing here. Um, yeah, uh, Edwin, exactly. Yeah, you know the sponsors. You know, they, you know they they don't they don't have to catch up on the YouTube. The YouTube sponsors they're just gonna they just gonna jump in and add the commercials anyway. So. <laughs> You know, it, we'll we'll let them figure out when to add it. But uh, no, it's been a pleasure having you on, Vaughn. Um, Thank you. Great show. Yeah, my pleasure, uh, man. Anytime. Man, twenty twenty three, an awesome year. Um, hey, you know, w- one more thing. I know what you got. Thank you. Okay. Go ahead. Do it. Yeah. Go ahead. Do it because I just remembered it right before we close the show. Go ahead. Say it. All right. So first, congratulations to Majesty Hemingway. For graduating from, uh, she was at North, North Florida, Florida, right? North Florida, yeah. North Florida, North Florida. So, Ma- Majesty, Majesty Hemingway graduated from North Florida, and then old Lourdes, our good buddy Lourdes, she uh had a birthday today. So, happy yep. birthday, Lourdes! Happy birthday, Lourdes! So, Congratulations, so, Majesty! Hopefully, y'all had a uh a, a, a good uh, holiday season too. I know it's kind of tough with you know the first one without your dad, but your uncles love you and. And a little, a little some something coming y'all way. <laughs> yeah, amen, amen, yeah. amen. Um, hopefully we can, hopefully we can uh, talk to them more in 2024. Um, and you guys, if you if you're not following or if you are following, please make sure you hit them up on social media. Uh, again, uh, Majesty and Lourdes, make sure you can find them on social media. Uh, they're not hard to find. Uh, so just take a minute. And wished him well. Congratulations and happy birthday, and uh, just happy holidays. And I know they appreciate all the well wishes and the, and the positive vibes, and, and, uh, and you know all your prayers still. And uh, 
just thank you to everybody, man. 2023, great year. Uh, our next show will be in the new year, 2024. We will start to look ahead at the basketball season. Um, I know, I don't know how heavy a preview show it'll be, but it depends on the weekend. You know, if the weekend goes bad, we might be, uh, I don't know how much basketball. Talk. No, I'm just kidding. We, we will talk about the basketball. Hopefully, we'll reach out and see if we can get Coach Gordon on the show. That's the goal for next week. So, um, I know, uh, uh, let me see. So, just looking in the chat. Hey, um. I think that's 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 it. I'm not going to be long-winded here. I'm just going to say thank you to everybody watching, everybody, whether you're watching us live, whether you're watching us on YouTube replay, whether you're watching us or listening on the BCSN pod zone. Uh, Vaughn said he's got his belt, and uh, hopefully we don't have to issue the belt to anybody in 2024. That's the goal. No, <laughs> Nobody should get the belt in 2024. Hopefully that's the goal. And we can make it through a whole solid year of everybody doing right and doing what they're supposed to do for fam you. Uh, hashtag secure Willie Simmons. Hashtag do more with more. And uh, for uh, for Marcus Green, who's not here, for Vaughn Wilson and Kelvin Rozier, who is here, and in memory of our friend Kofi Hemingway, who's always with us, we say thank you, Rattler Nation, for a great 2023. Fangs up. Make sure to strike, strike, and strike again. And we will see you next year. God bless everyone. Be safe. And goodbye.